Hello, friends, and welcome back to the Bikes for Death podcast. As always, my name is Patrick, and I'm your host. And on today's episode, I am riding the East Texas Showdown 400-mile route. I'm doing an ITT, or as I like to call it, an individual timed tour of the route. By no means uh, was I ever racing or intended to race, uh, but I did intend to push myself. I intended to ride the entire route and uh, push myself and yeah, just see how it went. I was super curious. It's been a while since I'd uh, ridden this far and tried to kind of go this hard without stopping and taking pictures and enjoying the scenery and camping and all that stuff. But in true East Texas showdown spirit, I thought I'd give it a go. So I decided to do an ITT about two weeks before the actual event started, and it was my hope to have this episode out before the East Texas Showdown, uh, but it is the week after the showdown. We had a fabulous turnout. We had a fabulous event. It started out a little rainy in the morning, but then the weather got absolutely beautiful. And uh, we're going to be talking a lot more about the East Texas Showdown. In fact, on April 5th, I am recording a live podcast. Uh, This will be only the second time Bikes for Death has ever done a live episode. Uh, So that episode is going to be all about the East Texas Showdown. And I have four great guests that are going to be joining me. And we would like to invite you to join us as well. Uh, that episode is going to be recorded live at Cycle East in Austin, Texas on April 5th, which is a Wednesday at 7.30 p.m. And we are setting up an RSVP. It's all free. We want you to come and enjoy and be a part of the conversation. Uh, but we would like to have an idea of how many people are coming uh, so we can plan accordingly. So we will be throwing up an RSVP soon. It's not ready yet. But just watch our social media channels, newsletter, that kind of stuff. Uh, You can follow me and obviously Cycle East as well. And uh, yeah, we're going to be putting out more information about that very soon. Um, And so for that reason, because we're doing that whole episode on... Oh, well, let me mention who my guests are going to be. I skipped right over that part. So I have four guests uh, that are going to be joining me on that episode. Russell Pickavance, who is actually the owner of Cycle East... We got Ariel Marlowe, who did the lowdown this year, and uh, Stephanie Hall and Hannah Simon, who shared first place on the women's showdown category. Uh, So that's going to be our lineup. It's going to be a great time. We are going to have a lot of fun. Uh, So please join us for that. And since we are going to be talking a lot about the East Texas Showdown in the future, I'm not going to talk a lot about the race right now. It went great. Uh, Today's episode is me. I take you along for the ride. I record interactions along the way with people I see on the side of the road, with attendants at the stores that I stop in, and essentially just try to take you along for the ride, share my thoughts. Uh, I did a similar type episode like this back in October when I rode the lowdown and that episode was pretty well received. So I thought I'd give it another shot, take another stab at it. One note, I guess, about this episode is that towards the end, I recorded a rather long segment uh, during the ride and I had my like headphone microphone thing in my ear and ready, uh, but I failed to plug it into my phone. So the audio quality goes down 
pretty substantially uh, there for a good chunk of time towards the end of the podcast. Uh, that's my bad, but I couldn't really recreate it. Uh, just going to have to pay more attention to that in the future, and I apologize to your ears right now. But now I'd like to invite you to join me as I take a stab at the East Texas Showdown 400-mile route. And we'll talk a little bit more about this on the, today's episode, but through a uh, somewhat comical turn of events, my editor, Ben Crannell, uh, ended up joining me doing his own ITT. Uh, so we're going to hear a little bit from him, him as well on today's episode. And I have to say it was uh, a misfortune on Ben's part, but a fortune on my part uh, to have just someone out there. We spent very little time riding together. He was much faster than me, uh, but it was just mentally reassuring and comforting to know that somebody else was out there. Uh, yeah. So, um, listen, we're going to make it short and sweet today. No patrons, no ads, no nothing. This is a complete freebie throwback. So, uh, without further ado, let's get into my episode with me and before we get into it, let's have Miles Arbor kick it off with the Bikes for Death theme song. You load up your bike, you ride away from home. You could be with your friends or you could be alone. You ride for a day or maybe more. You just love being in the great outdoors. Everything you need is strapped to your bars, including that new pillow you got from Santa Claus. And then you think... Oh shit to yourself. You left that super lightweight tent on the living room shelf. Bikes. Alright, let's uh start our Ooh, first pedal feels good. Oh wait, I gotta start my Strava or my Ride with GPS. Navigate. Yeah, we're going right. I, oh, wait, no, we go straight. Yeah, I think. I don't even... No, we go right. Yeah, we do go right. <laughs> I know. I know what I'm doing. That's so funny. Immediately missing all the Yeah, missed the very first turn on your very own route. Well, it's kind of confusing. It's like an intersection of like four directions on the map. Okay, only 399.9 miles to go. I can't look at that number. I don't look at that on the screen ever. Yeah, I try not to look at it too much. Not worry about it. Alright, good morning. It is 9.13 a.m. on Friday and at mile 15 here on the East Texas Showdown 400 mile course. Uh, 15 miles in, we hit the first little bit of gravel here on Old on Alaska Old on Alaska Road or Old Groveton, depending on what map you're looking at. And uh, yeah, I figured I'd just hop on and get this party started. I uh, had kind of thought about recording a intro to this episode before I actually got out here, talking about my goals and my fears and 
my setup, but I didn't. And I think that's because I've just been kind of anxious and honestly didn't even feel real until I got on the bike this morning. And even now, about an hour in, I'm just now starting to kind of sink, sink my teeth into what I'm doing and uh, start to wrap my head around it. It's going to be a long time on the bike, <laughs> but I'm in a good mood. Spirits are high. Uh, had a lot of anxiety and just nerves going into this morning. And uh, I think a lot of that is I haven't done a ride this long in five years. Actually, I did the um, Grand Gravel 500. I started that five years ago, almost to the day. Um, I started it, the anniversary for that was like two days ago. So it's been five years since I've ridden my bike this far in this manner. So there's just a lot of unknowns. I feel like in many ways I'm in better shape overall than I was five years ago. But five years ago I was getting some more miles in on the bike. This time in, I'm coming off of a concussion. I got a concussion on February 3rd and was kind of feeling the effects of that for about 10 days or so and couldn't do any, you know, couldn't really do any working out or just light, light exercise is all I could really manage and that really set me back. So I'm coming into this one with a question mark on fitness and yeah, so we're going to answer some questions out here. That's what I'm out here to do. Answer some questions. I'm curious. I have no idea how this is going to go. Got 400 miles. I've got three different... Yeah, probably like three different plans or strategies. One of them would have me riding 140 miles today. Then 155 tomorrow. And then finishing off with like 66 miles, something like that. The other one would be ride 216 miles today. And that would get me to Salmon, Salmon Lake. Um, sleep there. And then from there, either finish off the remaining 184 miles or um, whenever I pass the bullet... I could even take a nap at the bullet before I finish the last 66 miles. So those are kind of the options that I feel like I'm juggling. And don't really have any goals other than I want to finish. I know everybody says that, but I don't really care how fast I go. I'm not trying to set any records that's for sure but I am going to try to push myself which for me looks kind of like a slow and steady pace for 400 miles with as little stopping as possible for resupplies and whatever I mean I say that but my definition of my definition of like brief 
pit stops is like much different than other people's. <laughs> but we'll just see how it goes. I mean, if I rode my bike for like, let's say I get to Waterburger, which is at mile 140, you know, I might not mind hanging out there for period of time I have no idea I'm just gonna see how I feel uh, but yeah so as you can tell I don't really have a plan <laughs> I'm literally just gonna wing it but one thing I can tell you I'm planning on is not camping because I have zero camp gear none not even an emergency bivy nothing so uh, the best I can do if I want to camp would be to put on all the clothes that I have, which isn't very much, and go sleep in some pine needles, which I don't plan on doing. And so, yeah. A lot of question marks surrounding my physical and mental state. Uh, question marks surrounding what my actual plan is and what my goals are question mark whether I need my sleeping gear or not who knows but like I said I'm out here to answer some questions I'm going to find some answers this is a truth seeking bike ride uh, what else let's talk about let's talk about my bike let's talk about my setup this year so first off is the uh, the bike itself is a Panorama Cata Den, which is uh, Panorama's gravel carbon gravel bike, and uh, have this bike for probably like five months. Really like it, like a lot. It's super fast. It's a great bike, fits great, really comfortable. But this will be the first bike packing trip I go on with it. And like most bikes, it uh, feels good weighted down. But so that's the bike, and then oh, we're getting to on Old Groveton, actual meat and potatoes. It rained last night. We had a big storm come through, really high winds, like 60 mile an hour winds, and in in areas around us there was tornado warnings and tornado watches and whatnot so I'm hoping that that rain will kind of knock some of the sand down and make for a little bit faster rolling less dusty and so far what I'm seeing of old Groveton is pretty nice I'll add more commentary as I see more of it because I know people who are going to be riding out here in the East Texas showdown here in a couple weeks are going to be very interested in this road's condition but right now I'm tempted to say it's almost fast rolling so yeah I got my panorama catadin I just got in some rockgeist uh, bags I'm running their uh, wedge triangle bag in the frame with a one liter Nalgene on the seat down tube and a one liter Nalgene on the down tube, down tube on the bottom of the frame. I got their cache top tube bag, the extra large one, and it is a monster. 
but I love it. Hold all my electronics in there. My little medicine and toiletries are in there. Anything I need to access quickly. I've got in the very front, I've got a little bar bag from Farewell. Farewell bags out of New Mexico. And it's just tiny, like, it's probably like only two liters of volume. It's very small. And right now there's nothing in there. It's just for me to stuff some food in or throw my puffy in or, you know, just extra storage essentially. Then I also have two handlebar bags. Um, and one of them, I've got like clear, clear glasses for riding at night. I got some peanut butter sandwiches, gloves. I mean, the other one is empty, and that one's just for trash primarily. One thing I got up here is this little uh, lock, and I'm not going to call it a bike lock because it's more like a, a luggage lock. It's very lightweight and not very secure, but I just wanted a little something to be able to tie my bike up with when I run into a gas station or whatever um, make it so it's not super easy just to walk off with my bike and whenever I'm in these resupply places I'm trying to be pretty mindful of the bike and when I can I bring it into the establishment but just kind of see how it goes then I got my frame bag and there I've got my tools, my pump, um, and peanut butter sandwiches, peanut butter and honey. I think that's all that's in there. I'm going it. I'll say that like one of the things that has me nervous or had me nervous was this is the second furthest ride I've ever gone on. And this is by far the least amount of stuff I've ever taken with me. And it just feels so weird. Uh, but it's also kind of exciting because uh, I don't feel like I have anything which really forces my hand in many respects. So from a food aspect, uh, I'm relying pretty heavily on resupply points along the route. Just gonna refuel as I go. I've got, I started, I started off with six peanut butter and honey sandwiches. And that's it, I have no goose, no electrolytes. I mean, literally nothing. So that's it, we're gonna see. Uh, and then for a seat pack, I got the Rock Guys Gondola, which is technically their uh, dropper post seat pack, um, but it's only like four or five liters, it's real, real minimal. And uh, I just have some clothes in there, so my clothing system is pretty minimal. I'm wearing Chubby's shorts, the Chubby's brand. They have like a liner on the inside and just like kind of an athletic short. Um, no padding. Uh, that was another decision I made. I, I was tempted to bring like chamois uh, for to maybe put on the latter stages of this race or this ITT. Um, but I opted not to bring them at all. So got one pair of shorts and I'm wearing them. And then uh, what else? I got my 
my ASAT camo. It's a wool uh, top layer, uh, long sleeve shirt with a hoodie. Well, there's Ben. I can see him. I'm going to talk about Ben in a minute. <laughs> He's out here with me too. So I'm wearing this, yeah, this long sleeve wool hoodie. Um, and I've got on a puffy vest right now. And then I got on wool socks. And so this is the only shirt and pair of shorts that I brought. I like the long sleeve and I like wool. Long sleeve is great just to keep the sun off a little bit. It's not supposed to get too hot. I think the high is like 78 tomorrow. Um, so not too, too hot. And, you know, wool obviously performs well even when it's wet. Uh, it doesn't stink as much. So this is kind of my go-to shirt that I like to wear. Uh, just because it's versatility. So then I got a lightweight uh, rain windbreaker. I've got a heavyweight wool top, long sleeve top. And I've got leg warmers. I've got a wool hat, cycling cap that goes under the helmet. And I've got a little buff, a little like neck gaiter. And that is it. I think that is everything that I have on my bike right now, aside from like the charging banks and the lights and stuff. So yeah, very, very little, a little for me. So yeah, that's what I'm running with. Now let's talk about Ben. So Ben Crannell is the editor of the podcast. And earlier this week, I had posted something about doing my ITT this weekend. And he messaged me, he's like, hey, I'm in Texas. Oh, we got our first dog up here. All right. We're going to be counting dogs on this trip. This one looks interested. Oh, yeah. Hey, friend. Can't tell with this one. Hey, buddy. Oh, he's checking me out. Very chill dog. Yeah, he's very calm. He was just curious. So I'm talking to Ben earlier this week and he was like, I'm in Texas. He's from Tennessee. And we quickly realized that for some reason he put the East Texas Showdown race uh, on his calendar for this weekend, but it's not for two more weekends. Uh, so he just happens to be in Texas and uh, I was doing this solo, but I was happy, happy, happy to have a little company out here on the course, and so was he. So it really worked out. Um, I don't know how happy he is about it, but I know he's happy not to be out here completely alone, and so am I. So it's kind of a comedy of errors, but I'm, I'm okay with it. So we, um, we definitely are both doing our own ITT. Uh, this morning, he had forgot his multi-tool, but luckily he camped right off of the uh, route. 
And so whenever he rode past, he dipped in to get his multi-tool and I pulled away. I just kept going. And so I was wondering how long I would keep a lead on him because he's definitely a little, a little faster than me. He's not leaving me in the dust, but he's probably averaging like a half a mile or a mile an hour faster than me, something like that. So he's just slowly poking ahead. But he caught me a little while ago. And uh, yeah, we're here on Old Groveton, which you can see straight for, I can probably see straight like a mile at least right now. And he's probably close to a mile ahead of me. So tell you what, man, like the idea of coming out here on a solo ITT is a lot more intimidating than I kind of had thought about or realized it's you know nothing I'd done before. And it's kind of scary. We're just like, scary is the right word, but unsettling at a minimum to just, if you know you're driving out here because you're riding 400 miles and then, you know, in the morning you're, you just roll out from your car by yourself. I, I guess I still don't know what it's like, but I know what it was like in my head whenever I was thinking about it. But luckily, okay, watch out for the bridges on Old Groveton Road. Yeah, luckily Ben is here, and it's super nice to have somebody to start with and another dot to watch, and neither one of us are very competitive with other people. We're definitely not, like, racing each other, um, but we're also not riding together, and we're both trying to give give our own version of what a good effort looks like and we'll see how it all shakes out but it'll just be yeah very comforting to know that somebody else is out here so it's pretty funny mistake I guess he put it on his calendar and got the dates wrong initially and then just never never revisited the numbers to make sure they're right but trying to think if there's anything else uh yeah, Old Groveton Road. It is looking mighty fine after that rain. It's wet on the edges, but the center is all dried out and it's not rutted out or anything right now. It's actually, this is the best condition I've ever seen it in. So we're getting lucky to start off our day. Oh, it's windy. Oh, you can hear the wind. Yeah. Let's talk about the fucking weather. So last night we had that big storm roll through. I was actually going to start this ride on Wednesday initially, but the weather, uh, yeah, wasn't looking good. And I'm glad I didn't because of all the tornadoes and stuff that would have sucked. And then starting today, Friday through Sunday, the weather is just perfect. Um, other than today, we have some wind. Uh, the highs are going to be in the seventies, lows in the forties all three days uh, completely clear skies no chance of rain today we've got 20 to 40 mile an hour winds with like gusts that go up to 40 I think 30 something and it's coming out of a, the northwest and we're riding northeast so it's kind of you know, a little bit into us, and if we're headed a little more east, and it'll be pushing us, but today's going to be a little more challenging with the wind, for sure. It'll, 
Uh, it'll be working against us. But today's the only day that's supposed to be windy. And then we should get really smooth sailing, hopefully, with from wind and weather for the rest of the ride. So that's good. Kind of feel like, yeah, if we're going to have wind, then it's going to be a little difficult doing it on day one when you have fresh legs is better. So, yeah. The weather's looking good. We picked a good weather window. Uh, overall, I'm feeling pretty good. Can't complain too much. We're only like 20 miles in. Long way to go. All right. I think that's it for now. Oh, I forgot to talk about my arrow bars. I'm running arrow bars. There you go. <laughs> what else do you need to know? Yeah, I'm a big arrow fan, arrow bar supporter. Or actually, they're supporting me. Think about it. But I'm a fan. Just for comfort. But today they've been nice to get out of the wind as well. And then I'm running uh, these Richie Beacon. I think they're 52 centimeter bars that flare out. I put a new, some fresh uh, gel tape underneath with three millimeter thick bar tape. Call them the grandpa grips. Try to keep some hand comfort. And uh, yeah, see how things work. I'm mostly worried about how much, how much pain I'm gonna be in. I know pain is coming, I just don't know how much. Uh, pain would include the, the saddle area. That's gonna be, yeah, it's just an unknown. You don't know what we're gonna get. We're gonna find out, so no escaping it. All right, well, I see Ben up there. I'm not gonna try to catch him. I'm just gonna ride my ride. Don't worry about Ben. All right, mile 49. It's right a little after noon. And I'm pulling into or coming into uh, Apple Springs at mile 55. Right now, Ben is about four miles ahead of me, according to the tracker. I'm curious if he's gonna stop there and resupply or not. It's only 55 miles in, but I'm thinking I'm gonna stop there for a quickie. They have a Subway and a grocery store all combined into one and get a sandwich and something to go because the resupply point at mile 75 in Ratcliffe is, it's not bad. I eat there, I don't know. I had a ham and cheese sandwich that was there last time. I might do that again. Just depends on how hungry I am. I'm trying to stay on top of my eating. So, yeah, I'm gonna try to be quick with it though. Uh, still feeling pretty good. So I'm in the, National Forest, the Davy Crockett National Forest now. And this is just a really lovely stretch of road. It comes at about, about mile 45 on all the courses. And it's just a nice 
double track, surrounded by lava and pine trees. And it's quite lovely, especially on a day like this. So, um, yeah, I'm, it's been interesting how I work my way through, you know, my mindset as I go through today. It's definitely like evolving and, um, I'm kind of feeling, oh my, oh, there's a good mud. That's the mud pit right there. Um, what am I feeling? Feeling good. Some things hurt, but nothing too bad. So we're not even going to talk about them yet. But I'd say that, like, I'm just really trying to pay attention to what I need and just focus on just moving forward. Even if I'm not going real fast, I just want to see how far I can, you know, I just want to go. I don't want to stop and fiddle around, at least right now, right now. I want to make as many miles as I can while I'm feeling relatively good. So, yeah, it's been fun, man. He's like four miles ahead of me, five miles. I'm curious if he's going to stop. And I know he doesn't need to. I'm pretty sure with the food and water that I know he has. Um, but, yeah, I'm not really racing him. <laughs> but it's fun to... I mean, I'd like to catch him, you know, partly just to say hi. I know it would be fun if we would like leap each, leapfrog each other a few times or something just to keep it interesting. But I don't know if I'll ever see him again. We'll see. I'm definitely not going to chase him, but it's fun to have him out there and uh, kind of see what he's going to do. So, I've been doing some math. I said I'm at mile 50. I'm going to try to get to uh, mile 100 before sunset, which is like around 6.30. And that should get me there to uh, Jacksonville and the Waterburger at mile 140, close to midnight, hopefully. And I do plan on kind of taking a little bit longer of a break there, maybe 45 minutes. Um, and that's really my first big decision. But right now, I feel like I'm going to just keep going. I want to. I can't imagine that I'm going to be ready to sleep at midnight. You know, I'm looking to push it through the night. So, see, oh, a tree just fell. Oh, fuck. That always freaks me out. With that storm we had come through, there's quite a bit of... Actually, there's a tree just in a road back there that I had to get off my bike and uh, step over. I was wondering if Ben bunny hopped it. It really wasn't that high. It was easy, an easy bunny hop. But I just pictured myself biffing it doing something stupid and so I got off and I did the responsible thing. I wonder if Ben was a kamikaze. See, it's fun to have someone out here to think about. Seeing this tire trash right now. Uh, what else was I going to talk about? I, for, uh, 
for entertainment, I brought an audiobook uh, of Lonesome Dove, which ironically was recommended by Ben before we knew that we were going to be writing together. And a couple other people on social media recommended it, recommended it as well. So I figured I'd give it a shot. So far, it's pretty good. It's actually... Um, I live in Brazos County, which is on the Brazos River in Texas, and they reference the Brazos River quite frequently so far on the book, and so it's, you know, an area that's close to, close to home, which makes it a little bit more interesting. But that's what I've been doing. I've spent most of the day uh, just in silence, and then the last, I don't know, 15 miles or so, I put that book on. And I figured I'd hop on and just give a little update and see what we're going to do. I'll probably quick stop at 55 miles, quick stop at 75 miles, and semi-prolonged stop uh, at 140 miles. That's the plan. So keep it moving. I'm going to get uh, two of these raspberry cheesecake and one chocolate chip cookie, please. And that'll do it. Thank you. Oh, sorry. No. How long are you going to bike for? Uh, 400 miles. <laughs> Did that other guy come through here? He said he's going to go for 800? No, he's doing 400 too. Okay, yeah. well, I got it wrong. We're both doing the same thing. Y'all got that, had that good weather last night, huh? <laughs> well, we started, that's why we started this morning. Pretty <laughs> 43. It takes a lot to ride a bike that long. I didn't even hear it last night. I slept through the whole night. And they said he was thundering like, you know, that stuff. And I wouldn't pay no attention. I wouldn't sleep with my earphones. I'll never do that. I did that one time. I mean, I don't, I don't remember. Thank y'all so much. Uh-huh. Have a good one. Appreciate it. All right. I got my stuff. Oh, and my bike is still here. And I, uh... <laughs> A lot of this place is here and they're nice, but it always takes an hour and a half to get anything in there, I swear. They are nice, though. Did you need help with anything, sir? Uh, yeah, I'll get a cheeseburger. Right there. I'm just joking. <laughs> what is that? Oh. So nosy. It's, uh, it's just. Um, uh, a microphone. It looks like a little baby. Angel. It's for it's it for my uh, headphones. So when I'm talking, oh, it's not. It's for the wind. It oh. like blocks the wind out. Oh, okay. Yeah, I know. It looks like a. They, I think sorry. they call it like a rat tail or something like that. Yeah, it looks like a little mouse. Right yeah. I like that shirt too. Thank you. Come over here and get whatever you need. Please. Okay. Yeah, I'll take a cheeseburger and I'm gonna look around a little okay. bit and grab okay. some stuff. Um, I might do a, would a deli sandwich be a little faster? Yes, it would be a lot faster. Okay, uh, I'll do that. I'll do. Do you do... like it on um, white or wheat? 
wheat. Yeah. Are you on the bike? Yeah. Oh, okay. Did another guy come get through here? Car, yeah. <laughs> I need a lot, a lot of stuff. So Did another guy come through here? Yeah, he came through here. Yeah, he came through. Yeah. So yeah, this is mile 75. So far, we're doing. How far are you going to go today? I don't know. I'm going to try to get to at least 216. And then. Today? Well, it'll be tomorrow at some point. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe like. I was telling him that uh, I probably wouldn't make it past the driveway. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in pain. It hurts a little. But I'm I trying to get it over. And I would get better and better. And I could do it. Yeah, I definitely didn't start with 400 miles. Oh, man. Yeah, your friend dropped his wallet right here. Oh, no. Did he come back and get it? He dropped it right, right outside the door, and the customer found it. The, and so they got, he got it? Yeah, the, well, she came and turned it in, and I said, I think it's that guy that's running about it. I, I noticed, because he left his he, he left his wallet sitting on the counter, and he walked to the back. And I was going to tell him, don't you ever do that again. <laughs> I'm glad he got it. That would have been a bummer. Try not to leave mine. No, thank you. Uh, in a couple weeks, y'all will have about 200 of these folks. Yeah. Of you, us. Have you been through before? Have you rode with them before? No, I've done some. Well, yeah, I did. Um, you guys are actually a lot of fun. <laughs> I came in October. I, I saw you made me a sandwich back in October. Yeah. Thank you very much. We'll see you again. All right, mile 77, 3.45 p.m. Ben is about 20 miles ahead of me. I'm at 77 miles. I think he's at like 96 or 97 miles. So he's putting a spanking on me. But... <laughs> Good for him, good for him. Uh, I'm going to be out here a little bit longer than him, I think, at this rate, but shit's getting real. Uh, so, do some updating. The uh, I stopped there at lunch for lunch at Apple Springs, mile 55. I just got a foot-long sandwich, and... A candy bar and some water. I ate half the sandwich really fast, shoved it down my face, threw the rest of it on my bike, and rode to uh, Kennard, I believe, which is at mile 75. Um, and then that's in like that Ratcliffe town, and there I um, had another quick stop. I just grabbed a a deli sandwich and some honey buns and I slammed a Coke and topped off the water. And next stop for me is probably a mile 140 in Jacksonville. And just for tradition's sake, uh, I'm probably going to stop at Whataburger. It's where everybody stops. And uh, yeah, have a nice sit down meal there and evaluate my life but there's a at mile 120 there's like Bertha's Cafe something like that and they close at 8 
I think I'm going to miss them. So that means I've got about 60 miles with three liters of water, half of a Subway sandwich, a deli sandwich, and a couple honey buns. Oh, that should be fine. That seems about right. I don't know. What did I want to talk about? I had very important things to say, I'm telling you. I was having all these profound thoughts. And then I hit the recorder and of course, they're, they're gone. Oh, I am, I've got a new goal. The goal is not to go fast per se, but it's to get this over with as fast as possible. That's what's motivating me now. I feel like at some point it's just going to suck and the faster I can get that suck over with, probably the better. And I'm also wondering if like how far you can go and if, you know, if you could essentially do the route and finish before the repercussions of your actions have fully had an opportunity to catch up to you. Like, can you outchase some of the aches and pains and uh, caloric deficit? I don't know. I don't even know what I'm talking about. What can what can the human body do? That that that's the question. What can mine do? No idea. We're gonna find out, but. So that's the goal. I just want to get done as fast as possible. So that's what I'm currently thinking. That's what's on my mind. And that means that when I'm going into these resupply spots, I'm being pretty fast for me. Uh, I think fast by, I mean, I'm not like running through there, but I'm not dilly-dallying. Getting what I need whenever I'm going into town. What I do is evaluate, you know, how many miles um, I have till the next POI, what I currently have, how hungry I am. I just, you know, do a an evaluation. I probably start doing this about 10 miles before I get to the next resupply. And so then I determine what I need, a uh, general idea, usually pretty specific. And that way, whenever I go into the place, whatever it is, I already know uh, what I'm looking for. I got a list in my head. Go in there and grab that and get out and get back on the bike. And I'm, I'm not trying to go fast, but I'm just trying to. I know that it's been proven on this podcast many a times that, you know, going fast. To go fast in bikepacking, you have to be efficient with your with your resupply points. You know, you can burn so much time off the bike. So I think that's going to be a big goal for me is just uh, try to keep it moving along and get it over with as fast as I can. Um, so far, my body feels pretty good. Like um, I have, I definitely haven't hit any kind of wall or. Um, what's the word I'm thinking of? What is that called? 
Oh, I haven't bonked or anything. Yeah, I haven't bonked uh, or anything. You know, I'm, I think I'm doing a decent job of keeping my gas tank fed. Um, trying to just be eating something probably every 30 minutes. And drinking water. I haven't been drinking a ton of water. It's so cool and nice out that I haven't had to drink much water, but uh, that might catch up to me. But I've uh, I've peed three times in 70-whatever miles. So I feel like that's pretty good. So, yeah, and the pee was, like, only a little bit yellow, not super dehydrated yellow. You know what I'm talking about. So I feel feel good, like, even though I haven't been drinking a ton, just listening to my body and looking for clues. That's what we are. Bike packers are just problem solvers. And what problems am I currently dealing with? I tried to stay optimistic optimistic about this one, but my back has been really uh, tight and like like there's a really bad knot in it. It's been there for like a few days before the ITT. And I just kind of hope that it would um, work its way out, I guess. I get those sometimes from stress or anxiety or I just hold tension there in my back and I've been feeling that. Um, luckily it's not too terrible. I was, you know, it's probably a six or a seven, but I'm, I am hopeful it'll kind of work its way out. I don't know. If it stays like this, I can I can definitely keep riding with it. Um, yeah, so we'll see. I also, uh, you know, my butt's like not super happy, but not super mad. Sometimes I even it doesn't even feel bad at all. So I haven't got to that point of no return where every little time you touch it, it's so sensitive. The uh, the wind has been a major player in today's effort. Uh, it's just been crazy. It's mostly coming from the north. It's coming from the northeast. And I would say about half the time it's been into us and about half the time it's been either a side wind or a slight tailwind or something right now definitely getting a headwind um, but it's it hasn't been too miserable it's actually kind of kept it a little bit interesting you know you really do like, get so excited when you get a tailwind after just being beat up by the wind for you know hours or whatever but um, I also think it's a little more Tolerable because the next two days are not supposed to be too windy and even once the sun goes down tonight the wind's supposed to die and the sun should set in about three hours so I'm looking forward to yeah just like kind of a, a calm peaceful night after 
Uh, a wild day, a windy day. Wind just makes everything more like hectic, you know? Okay, that was fun. I feel like there's not enough downhills on this route. Someone needs to do something about that. I'm enjoying the route. Um, so everything up until mile 75 where I just stopped back there was uh, part of the lowdown. That was basically day one of the lowdown. And... Uh, da, 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 what was I going to say? Oh, I did that back in October. October. And that... I remember that lady that was in there. I think she recognized me or remembered somebody coming in there. Anyway, uh, everything up until that point I'd seen back in October, I really enjoyed it. And I enjoyed it the second time. It's, it's some good riding. Uh, yeah, man, I've, I, didn't, I've, I like this route. I'm pretty pleased with it. Haven't been chased by any dogs at first. Now I'm at 80 miles, no dogs. The roads have been damn near perfect. A little soft in a couple areas, but that rain really uh, made the roads pretty good. And they're only going to get better over the next couple days, so that's something to look forward to. But it's just, it's really nice and remote. Um, you just feel like you're out here, you know? And even the paved sections just aren't uh, you know heavily trafficked or anything and they're fairly brief and they're usually quite nice I haven't I haven't seen a section yet that I'm that I'm like oh man I gotta change that or figure out you know maybe a better option so far I'm just I'm liking it I'm over here like patting myself on the back and shit oh, man 400 miles, so 80 in, that means I've only got 320 left. That's it. I'm gonna, I'm pretty much gunning for mile 216. Um, I might even, because I was trying to do the math, and if I get to 216, which is Salmon Lake, I think I could maybe, or yeah, I might get there around 8 a.m. Obviously, the sun. We'll be out. Sun is coming up around 7 a.m. right now. And, um, yeah, I'm, I'm wondering if I ride through the night and that sun hits, I'm wondering if I might be able to keep going. Because, uh, that would be kind of cool. I'm like, can I do it? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to feel like in 190 miles. No, that's not right. Is that right? <laughs> no. <laughs> Say 130 miles, yeah. Oh, that's a long ways now. Yeah, so overall I feel... I'm starting to get tired. Like, I am starting to... Oh, wow, a hawk. Oh, wow. Right in front of me. That, ladies and gentlemen, was a red-shouldered hawk. That was the closest I've ever been to one. That was amazing. It flew within a, this pine tree right to my left. I'm on this red gravel road. I love these red roads. And it's 
perfect blue skies, not a cloud to be seen. And this red shoulder hawk. Oh, and here's a Chevy truck coming a million miles an hour. Oh, that's nice. He slowed down and gave me a wave. Ooh, he, he was coming in hot. He messed up my whole fucking vibe with the hawk, though. God. Anyway, it was cool. I saw a hawk. He should have been here. All right, I was trying to paint a picture, and that guy just ruined it. Fucking. I'm going home. That's it. Right over. Yeah, I like this route. Oh, I hope it stays this good. All right. Oh, Ben's kicking my ass. But I do know a little insider information. I do know that Ben uh, has reserved a spot at Salmon Lake for camping. And I know he's got camping stuff. He's got a like a pad and a bit or a sleeping bag, I think. He's gonna sleep out under their pavilion. Um, but yeah, I might, he might be faster than me, but I'm wondering if I can just go without sleeping. I wonder if I can get tricky. Cause I know Ben likes to sleep. I like to sleep too. I shouldn't say everyone likes to sleep, but I know he starts getting sleepy around like 9:30 and 10. Yet it's my podcast. And that's when he stops texting me back. So I'm going to use all this information and uh, maybe pull a pull a fast one on old Benny. That's right, Ben. I'm coming for you. <laughs> I'm so glad he's out here. Oh, here's some dogs. All right, I'm going to keep recording so we can get this dog interaction. All right, we got ourselves a medium size kind of like a golden hey hey puppy hey 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 go home some kind of sporting dog no bark man when they don't bark it's he's wagging his tail when they don't bark though sometimes you would just wonder if they're gonna fucking go straight for bite the bark at least kind of gives you an indication of how upset they are if they're just playing or so anyway I'm alive I'm alive and I'm rambling which is actually great alright what else anything worth talking about one of you could ask a goddamn question instead of making me do all the work oh that's oh Nat City oh shit fuck god it's a cloud it's in that cloud. And that tornado. God, they were like... Relentless. What the fuck? Mm. No gracias. Okay. Wow. I feel violated. I do, I do not consent. Why don't gnats... Care more about human rights because I was just violated. There's Plain Church. Well, it's a beautiful day. I'm probably oh yeah, I was talking about 
and that threw me off. Uh, I also took a caffeine pill, I think it's 200 milligram, which I believe is like two cups of coffee, maybe four cups, which is fine. I drink a lot of coffee, like 10 cups before noon. So, yeah, I'm just trying to, uh, I'm not lagging too much right now, but I'm, I'm trying to um, keep, keep things positive. I'm trying to keep my energy level high. That's what it is. I want to keep my energy level high. I kind of don't want to hit a low. I want to keep being happy and having fun and feeling good for as long as I can. You can be feeling so poo-poo and you get to a downhill one. Oh, this is a good one too. Model 82 on the route. Oh yeah. That was fun. Oh, the temps are getting good. It's four o'clock now and it is getting it's like cool. It never got too hot. It was like a little, almost like warm. But it uh, it's starting to feel just fucking fabulous right now. It's gonna be a nice night. All right. Well, I'm gonna either sit in silence or listen to my book. I don't know. I'm gonna listen to my heart and see how I feel. Alright, that one was y'all's fault. I just missed my turn about two miles back. God damn it. I was too busy talking and not paying attention to the route. And I wanted some bonus miles, obviously. So, Oh, there goes a deer. Well, see, if I didn't come down this way, I would have missed a deer. That would have been a bummer. Oh my gosh. I can't believe I just added on. So that'll be, it'll end up being five miles that I just added on, just for fun. Isn't that nice? Adding on bonus miles early on in the ITT. Oh well, that's all I had to say. I just had to blame y'all. See what I do for podcast. I go, I go hard. I make mistakes. Oh, am I gonna... I think I have to climb that fucking hill. <laughs> oh my god. Oh god, no. I got excited by that hill. I wonder... Oh my gosh. Well, that was fun. See at the top. Good morning, good morning. It is 9.40 on Saturday morning. I'm at mile 145. And things got weird yesterday. I didn't, uh, I didn't update. I'm trying to remember exactly where I left off. But, uh, I know after Ratcliffe, I developed some pretty bad heartburn, 
so that was about mile 75 yesterday and I was just struggling with that heartburn um, my next resupply point after mile 75 was at mile 140 so I had a good 65 miles of just not feeling great uh, mostly just the heartburn I mean normal fatigue and saddle sores and sore legs and everything like that but really none of that was too bad it was just the heartburn that was making me really nauseous and kind of made it miserable um it's really funny how quickly your mood and your attitude and your I don't even know like just your mindset can change I know that when I good morning yeah good to see you that's a good bark you should be proud I bet all your friends are impressed yeah so man going into mile 100 yesterday I hit that right at the sunset which was my goal I wanted to hit a thousand or a thousand hundred miles before the sun set which I did and then I wanted to get to Waterburger before noon I think I got there at like right afternoon um their lobby didn't used to close it used to be open 24 hours a day but now it closes at noon at least on friday night so that was kind of a bummer going into jacksonville at mile 140 you know that's my first real decision as to whether or not i'm gonna grab a hotel or keep going to uh, mile 216 at Salmon Lake but yeah it's funny because like yesterday evening I was mentally prepared to ride through the night and potentially even pass Salmon Lake and just keep riding I wanted to see how far I could go so like mentally I feel like I was ready I feel like I was doing all the things to um, you know, take care of my body and be in a good headspace to just, just, uh, yeah, plow ahead. But, um, once the sun set, things got different. Things got a little harder. Um, it got colder and I think just mentally more draining. I really like night riding because you're just in your own little light bubble and the world gets small and stuff. But like, I don't know, last night I just wasn't motivated by it. Um, I was finding it a little more challenging to not know, you know, where the climbs are and where the downhills are and all of a sudden dogs are popping out and I don't know, it just, uh, it was a combination of things. It was my heartburn. It was that it, 
it was colder than I expected, and I had, you know, I packed pretty light, so that's one of the dangers of going lighter, and that was one of the things that kind of forced my hand a little bit, just because I was getting pretty cold, it was already midnight, so I'd have about six more hours of night riding, and my toes were already frozen, and I was just getting colder and colder as it went. And it wouldn't have been terrible, I mean, but it was hard mentally preparing myself and, yeah, just uh, wrapping my head around that. So I got to Whataburger and they were, the lobby was closed, which was a major bummer because that's what I was looking forward to. Sitting in Whataburger and kind of evaluating my life, eating some food and drinking some coffee and, you know, trying to just, yeah, make a plan as to if I would keep going or if I was going to get a hotel. But when the lobby was closed and there was nowhere else open, there was nowhere I could like sit inside and just recoup and make a plan so that kind of forced my hand a little bit and I, was, I just made my decision rather quickly to keep going or sorry to get a hotel um, which turned out to be a bit of a shit show I went to there's a hotel right across the street called like tailwinds something like that trade winds and I booked a spot on booking.com before I went there so I got there and like the guy was a complete asshole to me it was like you know close to one o'clock in the morning I roll up on my bike and he's like I tell him I say oh, hey good, good evening I got a reservation here he said, with me? I said, yeah. I did it through booking.com. And he said, well, then you have a reservation with booking.com. You do not have a reservation with me. I said, okay, well, I'm not sure what you want me to do here. And he told me, he asked for my ID. And I meant to bring my ID, but I forgot it. I brought my cycling wallet with just uh, some cash and my card and that's it and I meant to put my ID in there and I forgot it so this guy like he said he couldn't check me in without an ID and I said dude I rode 150 miles man like it's the middle of night and he just pointed at this sign didn't even say anything he just like tapped on the glass and the sign said ID required to make reservations or whatever so his whole demeanor was just really shitty towards me. He was, uh, ooh, this is nice, but I'm trying to make sure I'm going the right direction, you know? 30 miles an hour, we're cooking now. I'm really good at downhill. I'm a downhill specialist. 
But wait, there's more. Oh, my legs are so sore. Yeah, so that interaction was pretty unsettling. It was pretty wild how rude he was to me. Just for no reason. I don't know if he thought I was like a homeless person or what, but anyway. Then I was worried because then I was like, man, every place is going to want a freaking ID. But I went to Best Western and... Howdy. Uh, I'd like to reserve a room or uh, book a room. How many beds? Just one. Sorry, my bike is so loud. <sighs> yes, sir. Okay. okay, so the rate on one bed tonight is uh, $99 before tax. Uh, the after tax being $114.99. Okay. Uh, may I see your ID? Uh, I just have my card. Um, I do need an ID of some kind. If you have like anything, like at work. I don't have anything. I drive, I'm a uh, hundred forty five miles away from my car. I just got my card and like some cash. I know my uh, driver's license number. Uh, well, I, the thing is, I just need an ID so that I can verify that the card. Is, and that's not to say like that you may have taken the card or something, but just to verify that the card you're using is yours. Okay. Can I pay uh, like on one of those online things? Um, if you can book it online, I suppose. I mean, okay. Let me do that. Thank you. I'm riding 400 miles, and that would have. <laughs> I appreciate it. Next time I'll definitely uh, bring an idea. I didn't even think about it. <laughs> so I just booked it in the lobby right there and uh, he got me a room, which was pretty sweet because, yeah, I was definitely thinking that I was going to be just keep riding or sleeping behind a church or I don't know what. I don't know what I would have done, but once you make up your mind to sleep, you're kind of set on it. And the idea of keep moving and being out in the cold the rest of the night was a real bummer of an idea. So I was very happy to get that room. And uh, yeah, I got the room and ate my water burger. And drank some water and went to sleep. I uh, probably got in bed. Yeah, I got in bed at like 1.45 and I set my alarm for 7.30. But I didn't get out of bed till like 8.15. And it's easy to justify sleeping in a little when you know you're riding 155 miles today. And you rode 100, you rode 145 yesterday and you're already tired. It's easy to think to yourself, you know, I could probably use an extra 10 minutes here. That's probably okay. So, yeah, that's yesterday. Um, overall, like, I'm not, I'm not bummed. Like, it would have been cool if I could have kept pushing. Um, but, you know, one of my 
one of the plans that I had written down was the one I'm currently doing, which is 140 the first day, 155 the second day, and 100 the third day. So that's the plan I'm on now. Yesterday was, on paper, yesterday should be the most challenging day of the ride. The wind was just absolutely crazy. It was a headwind much of the day. Uh, but the wind was just swirling, so it was just impossible to get into any kind of rhythm. Like, it's at one point, it's like behind you, and then it's in front of you. And just, it's just all over, it's everywhere. You know how wind is. It could be a real pain in the ass, you know? But, not only that, but yesterday had the majority of the climbing on the route, so all day, we were climbing, 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 and we had the headwind. So it was overall probably the most challenging day on paper. Today is about 10 miles more, but uh, mostly downhill over that 150 miles. Uh, and the weather today is just uh, perfect. High of 75 legitimately not a single cloud in the sky just blue skies and no wind there's like two three mile an hour wind today so it would have been cool to have a tailwind you know if i want to be picky here but no wind and mostly downhill uh sounds like a good day on the bike to me so uh yeah the uh, so the goal is to get to uh, Trinity, which is about mile 300 on the route, and and get a hotel there. There's like a uh, they have a hotel and they also have like a Airbnb type thing, like a cabin. So I. Yeah, I'm definitely a little concerned about this ID thing. Um, I don't know. I mean, there's not much I can do about it. I'm just gonna have to sweet talk one of those places into letting me, letting me stay there. Um, it's not gonna be quite as cold tonight. I think it's gonna be about five degrees warmer. So, you know, the next option after that, after Trinity, is the Bullet, and that would be a mile like 335. So I'd have to go like another 35 miles to get back to the bullet and sleep there. So um, that's what I'm working with today. Let's do an evaluation. My knees, my left knee in particular, it's been, it was hurting all day yesterday. It just feels like there's a bunch of fluid in there. I don't even know. It just feels stiff and grumpy. Uh, right knee is just like normal grumpy. My saddle, my seat, sit bones, man, this morning they were, I mean, they were all inflamed and swollen and stuff. And they were really tender to get on, but it's crazy. Like, after a while, the saddle pain just like goes away. At least it is right now. I mean, I can feel it, but it's not that bad. Um, yesterday my back was really tight. I've been carrying a lot of tension in my lower back and I don't want to jinx it, but it feels like it might have 
let up last night, which was another reason why I was thinking about sleeping is just to, oftentimes if I sleep well, it just relaxes those back muscles and I wake up and my back is feeling better. So, um, I was hoping for that and that seems like it might be what's going on, which is really exciting. Um, my hands are in pain, the palm of my hands. I would rate them probably a six, between a six and a seven out of 10. My wrists, my wrists are sore. Um, it's kind of normal for me, hand and wrist pain. You know, physically I'm moving a little slower today, but I'm moving. Averaging 9.5 miles. Whoa. Yeah, I'm just gonna try to keep it moving. Only one way to get back to the car, and that's pedaling. But I'm gonna try to enjoy today. It's a beautiful day, and that's another thing, man. It's like, it's hard to keep that mental stimulation at night uh, when you can't see what's around you. and. I really felt like I was missing out. I felt like I was going through some pretty cool stuff. I mean, I know what it is because I made the route. <laughs> I wanted to see it, you know. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to having some daylight, riding in the daylight. Nice weather and seeing the sights. So, we got, let's see, eight more hours of daylight. I could do 100 miles. So... Might have to do about 40 miles at night, which would, man, if I could get to, get there by midnight, that would be sick. I don't know if that's possible. <laughs> I don't know what's possible. I hadn't done a century in a while. I'm trying to remember the last time I did a century. Maybe like, probably 2019 before the pan pandemic so yeah that was fun to do a century do 140 miles the century was pretty easy i was surprised yeah it was crazy i was feeling so hey buddy hi 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 escort oh hey the cows are coming to say hi oh hey y'all think i'm feeding you <laughs> wow they all ran over to the fence i'm popular in this area they know who i am hey there's that bikes or death guy we listen to your podcast it's so good Ride your damn bike. Thanks, guys. Yeah, it's funny how quickly, quickly your kind of mindset can change and your energy levels and everything. I, I thought I was riding through the night last night. I thought I was going to get till sunrise and try to tough it out and keep riding. But... Uh, it turns out I'm not that tough, which is fine. This is uh, 
not the way that I usually like to ride. It's fun to do, though. It's fun to push yourself. But, you know, usually I'm wanting to soak in the vibes, enjoy the scenery, enjoy a fire, maybe a burr. But that's not been my mindset on this one. I'm, you know, I'm soaking in some of the scenery, but I'm mostly just focused on making miles and uh, taking care of my body, refueling, watching the map, making sure I don't miss turns. Ben, uh, Ben absolutely killed it last night. He got into Salmon Lake around 216. Yeah, he got in there about 216 last night. Oh, sorry. That, he got two miles 216 last night. Oh, first patch of gravel. I don't know what mile we're at coming out of Livingston or Jacksonville, I should say. Uh, 148.5. First bit of gravel on the day. But he, um, yeah, he got in at 3 a.m. He called me this morning and he had lost his wallet somewhere. He went to the gas station by the, by, um, Waterburger. And whenever he got to Salmon Lake, he didn't have it. So I'm kind of keeping an eye out for it today, hoping that it'll, kind of pop out on the road somewhere but I went to the gas station he went to last night and talked to the attendant and they did not have his wallet and I looked around outside but yeah it wasn't there but Ben was uh yeah he said it was a pretty pretty tough effort to get to Salmon Lake but he did it he freaking did it he was jealous of me for getting sleep and I was jealous of him for being tough and powering through. But yeah, so he doesn't have a wallet and I don't have an ID and we're out here. <laughs> so yeah. All right, well, let's see. I got about 10 more miles till I get to the next spot. I don't even know. I think it's Netches. Yep, niches. There's Vans Grocery. They got burgers there. Um, so, kind of thinking that I might, I don't know, yeah. I might sit down and eat or you know, just grab a quick bite. And the next one after that is a mile 186. Oh man, I had a long ways to go. I'm going to have to make a plan. I wanted to just get on the road this morning because I always felt like I was running a little behind. That's all right. Um, yeah, so might get to Netches and formulate a plan while you eat a burger. Or I might try to formulate one while I'm riding. But Oh, the other thing I need is a uh, wall, like the little plug thing that goes on the wall to brick uh, I could have swore I brought mine but I took all of the stuff out of my bags last night and I did not see it so I don't know where that little sucker went off to 
But, um, yeah, so I've just about depleted one of my power banks. Um, and I got one more left over that is a smaller one. But I'm going to need to charge some electronics for sure. So that might force me to kind of hunker down at a restaurant and charge some stuff while I'm eating. So I went into a gas station this morning to try to find one of those little bricks and they didn't have one. Uh, so I'm also on the lookout for one of those. So we'll see. Yes, ma'am. Um, I'll take a chance. I'll keep an eye on it. Okay. But, I mean, we have cameras on the other side, but we don't really have one on this side. Oh, yeah. But, I'll, you know, I'll Okay. I appreciate it. Uh, what do I need? Oh, yes. Y'all have food? Oh, great. Do you know if you have uh, those little, like, wall charger things that, like, a USB would plug into? The little brick? Um, we don't have a brick, but I can plug it into our power thing over here if you want. Okay. If you don't is mind, well. Is it just your box, or do you need yeah. a microphone in, too? No, just this. This powers everything. I, I don't know where my block is. I'm going to have to find one somewhere but yeah, okay, yeah can. I can plug it in and yeah, thank you oh I won't I need it <laughs> sounds good it's on me all righty no rush um are y'all doing breakfast right now I'll do um a bacon egg and cheese breakfast burrito what else would you like? Uh, that'll probably do it for now. And a coffee, maybe? Yes, sir. It's okay. Over there. Okay. Yes. Great. Thank you. And is this the good one for you? Um, I'll eat it here. Here? Thank you. $12.20. And if you don't mind, if you don't have tap, can I do it over here? Oh, I think it'll tap. Okay, hold on. We, we are so old school. We have to manually do a lot of stuff. Our chip reader over there is messed up, but it it will do. It normally will do. It's not a good sign. I'm already t <clears throat> tired, and i got to ride 130 more miles today. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Trying to wrap my head around that one. Yeah, I bet. There we go. Would you like a receipt, sir? No, and I don't need a bag either. Oh, are you sure? Yeah, I'm going to put it on my bike. Um, she was charging my a power bank for me somewhere down there. Okay. I'm not... Let me see. No, actually, it's not. Oh, I think Van thinks it's one. Oh. <laughs> Thank you so much. I had to figure out how to know if it was charging. Oh, but then I seen the lights yeah. in because um, the ones that I've seen, you know, you push the little button and it tells you what percentage it's right. on. Right. And so I didn't see that, and I was like, 
well, I need to make sure it's charging. This one's just the old. Point? Yeah, and no. So then I seen the lights flashing, and I was like, oh. Yeah, yeah. No, you're good. I appreciate it. My other one tells the percentage, but this one's old, and it doesn't do it. Thank you. I appreciate it. Hey, kitty. Hi, kitty. Hi, kitty. Okay, it's 2.30. Uh, 43 miles in on today. At mile 181 on the route. And coming into town. It's getting hot. Get a little toasty. Not terrible, but a little warm. It'll start cooling down. Like by 3.30, it'll... And 4, it'll really start... Temperatures will really start coming down. So that isn't bad. So I wanted to just hop on and share some thoughts about today. What's on my mind? The biggest thing on my mind is uh, charging my electronics. Dan's grocery there in Neches. Um, I charged my power bank there this morning while I ate breakfast, and uh, they let me use their little their brick. And I ate for about 30 minutes. And my my power bank is kind of an old one. So it just has like five dots on this side to indicate how full it is. And only one dot was... Holy shit. That's a fucking meat. That's a beefy dog. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Woo. You think you don't have anything left in your legs, and then one of the dogs gets off its chain, and you realize you're not dead yet. Woo. That dog got close. I had to put the hammer down. That was kind of fun. All right, first dog that really chased me. Pets and dogs bark at me and, you know, come check me out. But none of them real aggressive at all. Uh, that. So, that's at mile 181.5 on the route. Anyone who's doing the showdown. Oh, that is cool. I have to take a picture of that. I don't want to stop. I've been really good about this, not stopping and taking pictures because that's all I really want to do. But if I do that, then I'm never going to get done ever, which also doesn't sound fun. But this is a, uh, hold on. Anyway, those were some, it was like an old cell phone tower. The cell phone tower looked to be in good shape. But then there was these two small, like, control room buildings at the bottom that were just in shambles. And it all looked very post-apocalyptic. 
and it looked pretty cool and I've got a picture of it there's another fucking old house just barely hanging on and it's it's crazy out here I'm really enjoying the route it's super cool uh, this is some of the most remote areas in Texas I've ever been to and uh yeah, all the roads that you're on, almost all of them are, you just don't see anyone. Hardly any cars, any traffic, not a lot of houses in general. It's quite nice. Sorry, I'm checking my navigation here. If you recall, yesterday I missed my turn because I was jabbering to y'all. Don't intend to make that mistake twice. There's a turn in a mile. So, um, what was I saying? Course is good. I'm kind of impressing myself. Uh, I'm, yeah, I really enjoy it. I mean, just from like a remoteness standpoint, I, I really like that. It's quite nice. No, it's not worrying about cars as much. Just really helps take the temperature down and like, you know, feel a lot more relaxed and just worry about riding your bike and that's what I've been able to do most of the time is stay pretty focused with what I'm doing oh yeah so we were talking about my electronic situation um, I have I don't know I think it's a 10 or 10,000 milliamp hour um, power bank and then I have another one that I, I think is like 5,000. I don't even know, to be honest. Um, it's kind of my backup one. But I bought brought both of those. And my 10,000 is the one that I was charging back there. And it got, has one blue dot illuminated. But that doesn't really mean too much. Because I could plug it in. It might last for charge for 10 minutes and then be done. I have no idea. Oh, get, got up to a little over 30 miles an hour. Speedy Gonzalez. That was fun. Um, how's it going? Yeah. I got 200 more miles. I wish I could stop. <laughs> Y'all have a good one. That was funny. Two rednecks and a Hispanic guy, uh, all on like huffy mountain bikes, out here, middle of pretty much nowhere, East Texas, hanging out on the side of the road, under some shade, with some beers, some Bud Light to be exact, and a radio, be having a good time. Bikes are the way, even out here in East Texas, man. They get it. Bikes are death. What if... Oh, shit. It'd be wild if they heard of the race or saw some of these riders coming through and decided they wanted to try it. It wouldn't surprise me because when I was at uh, breakfast this morning, 
I think it was owner at Van's Grocery. I'm pretty sure it was Van I was talking to. He told me that uh, just like a week or two ago, a lady came through, um, you know, and so they, you know, they, they know if we stand out, they remember when some crazy cyclists come through town. But anyway, that was fun. I gave up on my thought earlier. Essentially, long story short, oh, big climb. I changed my mind. For charging purposes, um, I might be forced to stop at Salmon Lake at mile 216 today. Um, just so I can charge my lights and my power bank overnight. I don't know. I'll have to see. Um, Because the next option, the next spot is at mile 300. And at my current pace, I'd probably get there about 2 a.m. And I don't know if my juice will get me there. So that's the big dilemma today. And if I have to stop in salmon lake that's gonna really throw a wrench in things that's not gonna be great honestly because that leaves 184 miles for my final day um which isn't what i had in mind (laughs) leaving my biggest mileage day for the last one that would be that would be fun my that would bring my mileage to 145 the first day like 75 or 80 the second day and 185 the third day so yeah would like to avoid that but I might be forced and remember I don't have any sleeping gear so there's not the only other option would be maybe going a little further maybe like sleeping in the Pennington post office and hopefully they'd have like a charger outlet. I don't really have any sleep thing to sleep with, but just sleep on the floor and try to make some kind of a pillow or something. Um, at least do that for a couple hours and charge some stuff and then get back on the road. I, I don't know. That's the big dilemma today that I'm chewing on and I really won't, I think know until I get there tonight Lake Salmon Lake and evaluate where I'm at with everything in my life and my electronic life so we're at mile speed oh god oh that's a good one Thirty-six point one miles an hour. Yeah, now I gotta pay the piper. Back up. It was fun while it lasted. Anyway, that's what I'm dealing with. It's a beautiful day. One thing y'all are, everyone doing the event here in a couple weeks. You should be hitting it at almost peak wildflower season, or just the beginning of peak and. I'm already getting some color out here. It's quite lovely. So you're welcome. 
Okay, well, um, I got to mile 186 back there, which is nothing. It doesn't, I don't have a town, just 4J's family restaurant, and definitely no charging stuff there, so I'm pushing on to Elkhart at 196. That'd be kind of fun. That's basically the halfway mark, which will be a nice thing to check off. And I think that's a decent-sized town. I believe they have a dollar store. That's what I'm going to Google here in a little bit. Um, but my thought is, is that I will go to the dollar store, get a charging block, go to this Mexican food restaurant, charge my stuff, eat some food, and get on the road. Kind of do another little evaluation. That's all I'm doing today. Math. Bikepacking math. A lot of variables. Still worried about being able to get a room tonight that's one of the other like fears I have is what if I ride till 2 o'clock in the morning I get to Trinity and the two places won't uh, give me a spot because I don't have my ID so that would be a bummer I just don't know Alright, cabin 13, pink, tiny, probably cute, I'm guessing super cute. Most importantly, I got a cheeseburger, because I'm classy like that. Oh yeah, this is, that's cool. Oh yeah. Home sweet fucking home, yes. Everything you need, some you don't. Nobody's complaining. Oh, oh, we made it. We're short of our goal. What are goals anyway? Nobody really knows. Alright, so it is Sunday morning. 8.30. 8, I think it says. It matters. I'm seven miles in on the morning. And it's time for your morning update. Uh... Last night, I got into uh, Grapeland about seven, 7 o'clock around then, and I went into Brookshire Brothers and uh, got the necessities, uh, just food and water. They didn't have a power block, 
so then I went to the Family Dollar, and they had one, so I grabbed that. Went to my uh, cabin, and uh, the owner of that cabin is becoming quite infamous. Oh, he's Here, Ben. I'm here for you. Uh, oh my gosh, Ben is such a stud. Holy shit. Okay, so let's have a brief segue here and talk about Ben. Um, so let's see, he lost his wallet. He rode 200 in, in the first first go. He rode 216 miles to Salmon Lake, which is where I just camped on my second night. For perspective, I talked to him about it the next morning, and he he had a pretty rough go at it. He said it was a really real big challenge, but hey, you know he got there. Um, and then he only slept for three hours. Then he rode from 216 to mile 333 at the bullet. Uh, so that's 100 and, like 117 miles or something like that. No, that's not right. Yeah, like 117 miles. That next day to finish it off on only three hours of sleep. And... Uh, when I talked to him yesterday, he, he did not sound like he was going to go do the death loop. Um, but he just texted me. I'd ask him because we were chatting this morning. And I said, are you uh, planning to do the death loop? And he just texted me back and said, yep, I'm going to head it back out to the bullet right now. So... For anyone who cares, and I don't care, and Ben doesn't care, but there might be someone out there who is interested. Uh, Ben is DQ'd from any kind of, like, official time. Not that he was going for one. Uh, But (laughs) because he lost his wallet, he had his girlfriend um, bring him a card so he could keep going. And then last night, uh, they brought their travel trailer, and he... I slept in that, which I'm really not sure is a violation, because it is on route. Oh, but it's not, oh, I don't know how that one works, that one's tricky, but anyway, Ben doesn't care, he was never going for a time, he's just out here to have fun and ride his bike and and push himself, which is cool, and uh yeah, like I said, that dude, he's impressing me. He's completely kicking my ass. I told everybody I was pro-slow. This, this is what pro-slow looks like. Literally, the entire strategy is go slow. And that extends to everything I'm learning. Even resupply points it's so funny the last two days I'm thinking to myself alright man just be efficient have a list 
going in, know what you need, and I felt like I was, you know, executing on that pretty well. I got slowed down looking for the stupid charger, and, but each day, I've had three hours of stoppage time, (laughs) which is insane. Uh... Kuya did the entire 380 mile route with like only 30 minutes of stoppage time. Something, it was less than an hour. It was something ridiculous. Um, yeah, so I'm just slow. I don't know. Maybe one day I'll be fast, but anyway, that's not what I'm doing. I'm just crawling along. But I'm enjoying it. Uh, So, where were we? Oh, I got... So I just went to the cabin. Met the owner for the first time. Salmon Lake is... Kind of popular for the route. A lot of people stay there. Um, One of the reasons is it's just a really cool kind of quirky southern quirky um establishment it's like an old kind of ghost town with old farm implements and old cars one of them has like bullet holes in it like a really old like mobster car with bullet holes anyway just kind of a pretty random place and so I rolled into there about 8 o'clock and the owner was outside uh, stargazing it was pretty cool, she was in a golf cart and she had her I think it's that iSky app or something like that where you can hold it up and look at the um, look at the planets look at the stars, look at the constellations and it'll tell, it, tell you what it is you're looking at and so she was like I've never seen those two before. So I pulled up my phone and it looks like it's Jupiter and Pluto. I think that's what she said. Or is it was it Saturn? Jupiter and Saturn. I think that was it. Um and that was pretty cool. I had actually noticed the two uh, stars, what they thought were stars the night before. And I didn't know what they were. I thought one of them might have been the North Star. But I never looked at my compass to actually like verify. And it turns out I would have been wrong anyway. Anyway, so she's just a fun fun lady. Fun little place. Uh, but I was pretty much forced to camp there or stay there for two reasons. Well, most, yeah. Basically, you know, I had to charge my devices, my power bank. I had two power banks and like, just charging one of them takes, I think, six hours to fully charge it. And so I knew I'd be hungered down for period of time uh, and I was headed into the nighttime, so I'd obviously need my lights and 
need navigation and leave it all. So I was forced to uh, stay there and I crashed out about 10 and I set my alarm for uh, 4.15 and 4.30 and I did not wake up until 7 o'clock and I woke up and my alarms were going off so I just <laughs> I just slept right o'clock I was out the door a little before eight um, I hesitate to say this because it's fucking embarrassing and aggravating but you will not believe that this morning I was putting my gear away and I was Throwing some stuff in my top two bag. The cache one that sits like, yeah, the top two. You know what the top two is. Uh, I'm putting something in there, and this white thing felt kind of falls down, and it was my charging block that I'd been looking for this entire time. The one that I needed on the first night to charge my devices. And I took all my bags out of my bike, or all my gear out of my bags, and I didn't fucking see it. Um, I think what happened is because I told y'all this is a big bag. <laughs> uh, it's big, holds a lot of stuff. I had taken everything out. I might have left my, um, sunscreen in there, it's possible, I don't remember, but I took most stuff out, and I think what happened is, it was wedged at the very top, like, closest to the stem, and that's why this morning it kind of, it kind of, like, fell down, or uh, slid down, uh, towards the bottom, anyway, that sucked, <laughs> uh, yeah, that sucked. Yesterday was kind of like crappy a little bit just because I was worried about that all day. And I was bummed that, you know, the, the decisions that I had were limited and completely controlled by this one silly little, you know, piece of the puzzle that 
Um, I was kind of out of my control, or I thought it was. Turns out it was in my bag the whole time, and I'm just a fucking idiot. So I don't know. I'm conflicted on this story because on one hand, I'm happy that I remembered it. So I don't have to feel like a dummy for leaving it in my car or whatever. But now I'm the dummy who brought it and couldn't find it. I don't know which dummy would I want to be. I guess the end result was the exact same. It would have played out the same way whether I had it or whether I didn't. So I guess that just comes down to be a little more organized. Like, And I am pretty organized in the sense of I usually put all my stuff in same places. Uh, but I did change my charging setup right before this. And so, yeah, it was a little unfamiliar and maybe, I don't know, I'm just rambling, who knows what happened. This morning, I woke up feeling absolutely hammered. Felt like I was a million years old, and I just had been hit by a school bus, and I'd been in a coma for six months. And today was the first day that I got out of bed. That's kind of how I felt this morning, mentally and like emotionally. I kind of feel pretty good, but like saddle sores, knee pain, the knee pain is pretty rough, the saddle sores are pretty rough, but my hands and wrists are, wrists are just like shooting pain, but it's not all bad, but I woke up this morning, got on the bike, it was rough. I was thinking, I mean, I do not know how I'm going to do this for another 117 miles today. But we're 10 miles in now. And it's an amazing body. It's already, you know, feeling a lot better. Still pain, but we went from like, you know, a seven down to a five. And there are a lot of downed trees from that storm that went through. And at this point, all of them except one have been cut and cleared from the road, which has been really nice just made me realize that if people come out here, if the race is, you know, the day after a storm or even during a storm, um, that car coming. Oh, hey. Clearing the trees? Yeah. There's a, bit of carnage. There's a lot. Is it just from the wind? 
Yeah. Knock this one over straight across that way you see behind you. Oh, yeah. That tree was buried over here. Yeah, yeah. Then it pushed one over into another tree, which we cut the one that it was leaning against there and dropped those two. And that's what you see across here. Incredible. One was going to fall in the road, and it'd be bad if somebody was driving by when it did, because it was better than 100 foot tall. Man, I was just uh, thinking that I'm, I'm riding, a, I'm trying to go 400 miles. I'm about 220 or so right now. So I've ran 220 miles all through the forest, and there's been down, down trees like all over the place. And every single one has been cleared, which has surprised me. But I was thinking, I'm like, man, if they hadn't all been cleared, I'd be lifting my bike and it'd be a, it'd be a lot harder going. So, huh? huh? It would be a real cross country. Yeah, yeah. I just like to ride my bike. I'm not a pioneer. Just <laughs> you, uh, doing it like in sections, like the 400 and something. Or? Yeah, I've, I've slept twice already, and today's my last day. Hopefully, so hopefully tonight I'll be in my bed. Yeah, that'd be nice. Be yeah, it's gonna be a long day though, but it's uh, it's it's a nice one. Yeah. Well, good work. Good luck to you. Thank you, sir. How about that? That was cool. I didn't even see that guy there. Talk about timing. Do we live in a simulation? Can we talk about that? I know people joke about it, but some of these coincidences are just weird. We got a whole pack of dogs. Oh, yeah. They're, they're scared. They're over 100 feet away, and they're just looking at me. Um, yeah, I was just talking about all the tree falling and so when we're riding in a storm or right after there'd be a lot of fallen trees and uh, like you just heard me say to that guy there was a bunch of trees all over the road this would be a different experience so yeah, I'm feeling, feeling pretty good. The morning is nice. I really wish that I got up and I really wanted to be out the door by 5 or 5.30. That would have given me about a two-hour jump on sunrise, which would have felt kind of good. It would have been nice to watch the world wake up and see the sunrise and stuff. I kind of wanted that. That would have been nice. Um, but I don't know. I need to get a, lou- a louder alarm or something. When I was a kid, my mom, some, this wasn't all the time, but sometimes I was just so hard to wake up. She would literally get like a pitcher full of water and just dump it on my head. Um, so I just pass out. Maybe I'm not meant to be an ultra racer. So, anyway, I got out, got out of there by seven, which was 
pretty nice, pretty okay. It was better than nine o'clock like the day before. Uh, and I stopped at a donut place, um, refilled my water. And when I was putting my stuff away, a gentleman and his son uh, came out and he said, are you doing that inaugural bike or, yeah, no, the annual, that's what he said. Are you doing that annual bike, bike event? And I said, well, I'm doing the course. Um, I'm pre-riding it, but the actual event is two weeks from now. And I wish I recorded this conversation. I didn't have my stuff uh, ready. It would have been cool, but he was real friendly. He said, oh yeah, I see y'all out here. Always on the back roads. And we were talking about how pretty the area is and how like nice and peaceful it is. Just not a lot of people and even you know the towns are really small. And I will talk about the towns real quick. That's something I wanted to touch on, especially for people looking to come out and do this route. You gotta be real, uh, you gotta be prepared, I'll say, for these stores uh, not being open. Um, they could be understaffed. They're probably definitely gonna be understaffed or gonna be slow. Um, you know, like twice, twice on this trip so far. I haven't even, no, I did have a hamburger last night, that's right. Yeah, I did. But uh, one time, ordered a hamburger. This was in Ratcliffe at mile 75. And she said, well, my, uh, you know, stove and cooktop isn't on. So it's going to take about 20 or 25 minutes. So I said, oh, no, you know, I'll just do a, do a deli sandwich. And then last night, I ordered a burger and fries, and her fryer wasn't on, so that was going to be like 25 minutes, so I didn't get fries, which, you know, not necessarily like big deals, but um, how slow everything is is a major factor. It's part of why I've uh, had three hours of stoppage time. It's definitely not the whole whole picture there, but it's... It's it, it can be a little frustrating. I'm not even, you know, hurrying. I kind of, I ride so slow that, you know, I was really wanting to minimize my stoppage time. So I'm mindful of it, but just something to think about. And then the other thing is, you know, don't expect them to have all the little things, you know, the right batteries, the, the phone chargers. Some of the little gas stations are just so sparsely uh, inventoried. And yeah, it just is what it is. So, you know, just don't paint picture, a picture in your head of these brand new fancy 
gas stations everywhere with perfect coffee. And not that I have perfect coffee, but you know. Um, of course, that's out here too. But there's a whole lot of really rural towns and little mom and pop convenience stores and cafes. And, oh, yesterday. And oh, that town. Elk Park. Uh, there's like an ice cream sandwich shop thing there. And I stopped there and they were closed. Um, had a sign on the door that said, on vacation or vacation time. Sorry, we're closed. Stuff like that, you know, you just have to kind of, and I'm not uh, prepared, but that's why you can learn from my mistakes and be a little bit more self-contained. I've relied too much on Yeah, I put a lot of... A stock in the stock of the stores. That's a good one. Nice good one. Okay, thank you. What else can we talk about this morning? a lady in a gas station talking about the race too and she was just smiling she said y'all are always so much fun <laughs> I think they get a kick out of us out here I think one thing I've kind of put my thumb on and I could be wrong but this country life out here, this East Texas that we're in, I've, I've mostly, you know, prior to doing like this and a couple other like longer rides, I haven't uh, spent, you know, a lot of time in the town. I usually am in the, the forest around here. Um, and I haven't, you know, dealt with much traffic either, but I have noticed a distinct difference in how I feel like I'm treated and how cars treat me, etc., the further out you get. So even like starting, you know, in and around Trinity, I feel like it's a little bit more populated and Things are just slightly more aggressive and fast-paced. And just slightly more, not, not too much. Not like a big city. But, but it feels like once you get out here, like way out on the route, the deeper you get, the less people you see, and the people you do see, just seems way more relaxed and friendly. Smiling, happy to chat. So, just 
an observation that I've been chewing on, but I like it. This, there's, you know, that's the thing about this area, it's like, it's so, it's so rural, there's no, like, tourism out here, there's, there's nothing, I mean, I'm sure it's just mostly ranching, and seeing some chicken farms, uh, I don't know what people do out here, but there's not a lot of industry, or, yeah, no tourist attractions, not a lot out here. So, there's no reason for people to come out here. There's not, it's not an area you would visit and spend any time in. And likewise, for them, they're not used to seeing people like us. Or just people coming in on their freaking bicycles. <laughs> oh, they, they know everybody in town, everywhere you go. You know, they know if, well, we're obvious because of the way we're dressed, but even if we were dressed normal, they would know we weren't a local. Because if you're in any of those gas stations, they're always like, hey, Joe, hey, Bill, hey, Jack. Oh, that's an old house. With not much of a roof. Well, so today, 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 today all roads lead to the Bullet Grill, and that is my destination, 117 miles I've gone. 12, so only 105 miles left to go. And one of the reasons that I wanted to start earlier this morning was because I was really wanting to get there before dark or right about dark just so I could like have a meal and have a drink and uh, head home because I am I'm going to be a victim of the death loop I've already decided it's decided you can put me in the morgue Um, but yeah I'm just at this point my goal is to get back to the bullet and not take any shortcuts. Because I think I might be tempted to take a shortcut at the end. I might take it. We'll see. So one of my like goals and what really spurred this was um, Hannah who asked me if I'd ever ridden the route. Um, and then also mentioned it on the bike pack racing podcast and so she called me out and I was like all right you're right and I've been wanting to do it I just 
you know, I'm busy. It's really hard for me to even take off a few days. I mean, I, I can, but it usually means, you know, sacrificing other stuff. I don't know, you know. But anyway, I've been wanting to do it, and that was a good kick in the butt to get out here and finally do it. So two weeks ago, I came out and rode the death loop. So I just rode it. Plus, I've ridden that area. It's the area of San Houston National Forest I am the most familiar with. Um, I really wanted to ride this top part of the showdown because so now whenever I get back to Ratcliffe today um, or Kennard actually I will have ridden every single inch of uh, the route so the next time somebody asks me hey you ridden the route I'll be like oh yeah not contiguous not contiguously but who cares about contiguous that's just a fancy word people use we've got a puppy oh he's in a fence I would uh, like to do the death loop but I gotta Oh yeah, that's how I started this whole thing by talking about, yeah, I want to get done, do a decent time tonight so I can, uh, yeah, take a minute at the bullet to recuperate and then drive an hour and a half home, take a shower, sleep in my bed, doesn't that sound nice? And then uh, I get my girls tomorrow and need to work and all this stuff, so back to real life. But, so, if I could do, get back to Bullet, that'd be 333, it'd probably turn out to be 340 miles in three days, and, uh, you know, that's pretty good, pretty good, I always said that out of all the routes, the show, the slowdown, the 280-mile route would be the one I would want to do. And I think I'm sticking to that. 280 miles for me is about perfect after life, at least right now. Because I, I really struggled. Uh, I tried to get into, like, the uh, going fast mindset mostly just like not getting off my bike and so like the first day I didn't take a single picture when I wasn't moving on my bike and even when I was riding I probably took less than 10 pictures altogether you know I just didn't do it and then yesterday started out similarly similarly um, and it wasn't until later on in the afternoon like I realized I was going to be resigned to staying in Salmon Lake that I 
kind of just slowed my pace and I took a few more pictures and whatnot. Um, which is like when I was doing it, I, you know, it reminded that that's what I really enjoy. That's what, that's what gets me excited, you know, to go ride my bike. It's, it's really uh, kind of capturing the experience and I enjoy reliving it. And I enjoy sharing it, but the camera is just a great way to force you to kind of just take a slower pace, be more observant of your surroundings, and you know, looking for something worth capturing. So even if you're not taking a picture, you're still, you know, always on the lookout. So, you know, it's just what I like, and I've kind of missed that on, on this ride. But I'm not trying to complain. Just thinking about the different ways of approaching this kinds of stuff. And, yeah, I think of with 280 miles, uh, that's a good distance that allows me to kind of push myself and also take a couple more pictures along the way and then the fun part is getting back to the the hoedown at the bullet and hanging out with your friends so yeah I'm, I'm happy I'm pretty happy with how this whole event has been accepted and comes together and gets a little bit better every year really do you know that's something that I really am grateful for on this ride is how much I appreciate this route I appreciate it so much more than I did before riding uh, riding at all I mean, I've just I've ridden a lot in this area over the years I've ridden all over here but it's one thing to kind of know the area ride it and have a familiarity with it and then you know when I scouted this route I did it all by car simply because it's, I mean, it's just so much faster obviously whoa Damn. Oh, he's fast <laughs> I think 228.5. Holy shit. But yeah, I'm just, uh, yeah, seeing it all pieced together by bike, riding it. Um, not to chew my own horn, but this is a pretty cool experience. This is some damn good riding, especially with the backdrop of what I'm used to and most Texans are used to. This is out here. This is different. This is cool. And I'm pretty 
I'm proud of it. I really am. Yeah, I just... It's good. So far, it's really good. Only 100 more miles to go on today. So, all right. Over and out. Turn... Howdy. Howdy. Right over there. Bathroom. Thank you, sir. Is the kitchen open or is it closed? Yes. Okay. Uh, she closed the grill and all down about uh, 20 minutes ago. I'm sorry. I just black told you a lot. But I do okay. have some grab and go. Okay. Pizza fuel you up. I'll work. I can work with that. <clears throat> Where are you riding to and from? Uh, I started in Point Blank. And then went up to Jacksonville. And so you're making the big loop. I'm making the big loop. It's this 400, 400 miles altogether. I'm probably, oh yeah, this is mile 261. Oh, crap. So, on the home stretch. <laughs> You'll be going to the big city of Apple Springs, or you've been through? I, I that was mile 55 on day one. Oh, I stopped there at Berkshire Brothers and Anita Subway. Yeah. I've been there, been all over, been to Kenner, Love Lady, and oh, what's that one I was just in? Not Graceland. I always want to call it Graceland. Graceland? Graceland, yeah. yeah. Are you part of the Biker Dare group? Uh, bikes are dead? Yeah, Bikes are dead. Yeah, okay. I am. I am Bikes are dead. You I'm, are? I'm, uh, yeah, I've got the tattoo there. Well, I'm Gary. Hi, Gary. I talked to one of you guys over Facebook. I worked up at Apple Springs because when oh, you go through like the Brookshire Brothers, yeah, because you roll through there after ten o'clock, there ain't nothing. Yeah, <laughs> that's so funny. But, I was trying to find your message um, on Facebook to contact you, um, yeah. but for some reason I, I lost it. But we were trying to contact all. That's what we're trying to do this year: is contact everybody on the route. Let them kind of know that we're yeah. coming. Because last year we had a hundred, this year we got like two ten. Riding the course, they, they're out in two weeks, and I'm, I'm riding it before everybody else. So, remind me, it was Gary, 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 I'm Patrick. Hey, Patrick. Yeah. Uh, I clean my ice chest out and get the fish smell out. <laughs> Just kidding. And uh, bring up here and see if I can put y'all a case of water or something out here. Okay. Once people come by late at night. Oh, yeah. Well, I, you know, I didn't have, oh, hell, maybe six or eight people come through, but. Uh, yeah. When you're riding and you got to have water, the road ditch starts looking pretty appealing. There ain't no need for that. Yeah, well, I appreciate it. I'm going to shove some food down my face and get going. I got another uh, nine or so hours of riding. Uh, I'm going to try to. Oh, at the end there? Oh, it's fine. I, I, I've done it before. I know. Oh, you do that. You yeah. Know. It's... Okay. You, you just wore shorts the whole time, man. Yeah. Were you cold? No. No. Uh, well, that's a lie. 
here. Like, actually, that's not true at all. <laughs> I'm totally lying to you. Here, have a seat if you want. Um, yeah, I can't I walk. Right. Here, have a, have a comfy chair. All right. Uh, road trip rocker right here. Whoa. Yeah. Why'd you, uh, you build that out? Uh, no, we just added, like, stick-on wallpaper to make it. If you want any of that, uh, numbing lotion, let me know, too. Bro, everything is numb. I I wish it had been numb. By the end of it, I was was wishing it were numb, because it was not numb. Hey, Jamie. You got lots of salt. You can also just tell her no, or push her off again. Uh, uh, what's the question? Uh, what are dogs? <laughs> Jesus. Hey, come here. Come here. I knew I was popular with the dogs on the route. Goodness. Oh, yeah, did you get chased by a bunch? He was saying, like, in the middle of the night, there's just, like, random packs of dogs. I was like, what the fuck Not is going my houses, on here? just, like, <laughs> out I didn't think it. I didn't think it was that bad with the dogs. I think it just comes. Just at night, you, they sneak up on you easier. Yeah, and you're like a little <laughs> more high alert. I didn't do a whole lot of night riding. I rode uh, the first night. I rode until about one thirty. So I mean, that's like five hours. And then tonight, yeah. a few hours. And last night, <coughs> I was to Salmon Lake by like eight o'clock or so. So I didn't, I didn't do much. Uh, I mean, I really only did the first night. Uh, I think last night I got home. Well, I guess the tail end was in the dark, but first night I was in the dark longer than I wanted to do. <laughs> I think I made a mistake. Uh, I don't know. It's probably ultimately good because you're further, but pushing to Salmon Lake was not uh, ideal. <laughs> I think I was a little overconfident in that. Dude, it's so funny. At mile 100, around sunset on day one, I was feeling so good. I was like, all right, I'm just going to you know, go to Salmon Lake. Mm-hmm. And then, like in my mind, I'm thinking I, I might just try to keep going. You know, yeah. it's crazy. <laughs> That's how, how like, confident I was. How the like ebb and flow of how you feel is yes. wild. Yes, it'll be like euphoric for a while, and then you'll just be like depressed. And... Yes, I decided to stop worrying about it. Yeah, because I was making plans. I'd be like, Yeah, oh, I'm gonna ride past Salmon Lake. Oh, no, no, no. And, like, today I woke up. I didn't think there was any way. When I woke up this morning, I didn't know if I'd be able to make it back to the bullet. I was, like... Just wrecked. Yeah. I'm, I'm like, there's no fucking way. How am I going to do this? I don't just think... Just, like, the, like, dead legs or, like, just sore? Dude, like, physically, like... like uh, bricks, I, legs, kind of? Uh, no, the legs always felt kind of decent. It was more, like... Um, knee pain, yeah. back pain, shoulder pain, like muscle wise, like if yeah. it had only been your legs, it would have been fine. Or like if, Stop if this in case you get cold. Oh, thank you. Um, 
yeah, near the end for me, too, is, like, if my ass would not hurt, that was the main thing for me, just the, the sitting, the washboarding on the Davy Crockett stuff, or Sam Houston stuff is just, just, like, standing in a really high gear and just, like, not sitting down and, like, out of the saddle yeah. pedaling, you know? I gotta figure that out. I probably can't use that saddle for long rides. Because I've done two long rides and my ass has been destroyed both times. Dude, I'm surprised. Like, my butt doesn't hurt that bad. Maybe it's because I'm wearing a chamois. Yeah. You didn't wear a chamois, right? Dude, no, no chamois, and I'm wearing the same saddle as you. But, I mean, everybody's butt's different. Like, yeah. my butt, but Connor has the same saddle, and he... He he's got a pretty bad saddle sores. We'll see how it feels tomorrow. I don't know if everything's just numb, but I mean, if it's if it, mine was for sure hurting like while I was riding. So if yours wasn't doing that, that's like a pretty good sign. Yeah, yeah. Um, you were getting knee pain though. Yeah, knee pain. Was it both or just one? Both of them. Mostly my left one from like a skateboarding accident when I had like I got when I was like twenty one years old. It's like persistent it just it's one of those things you know well and you just you do that motion like a million times yeah something like this and what'd you uh what was new in that route for you did you pretty was all the north stuff on bike new for you or had you ridden all that up there there was i haven't ridden all of it mm-hmm. so now i've ridden the entire route. Yeah. Not contiguously. Right, but you've but, laid tire for tracks on everything. So the the death loop is now just the Sam Houston restaurant tour. That oh, the that death the, loop is that is that Taqueria that's in there? Mm-hmm. On is that the one that's like part of the Yes. The yeah, slopes, Taqueria Carmelita. It, it also wasn't on the yeah, that's why it's not on there because it's closed on the weekends now. I know. Well, I I wasn't expecting it to be open, but I saw something. I was like, "Oh shit!" Like maybe. Yeah. Best Mexican food I've ever had. Really? Swear. Yeah. It looked good. I mean, you look at that Can't place tell. and you can tell it's probably going to be pretty. Uh, it was on um, some TV show where they like travel around and like right. check out food spots or whatever. It, it was on there, gotcha. and it's run by a family. Uh, it's like husband, wife, and like son and daughter, and that's it. And I mean, it's yeah, legitimately it the best Tex-Mex I've ever had. They're so well, so. I good. figured it being a Sunday, there's no way. Like, yeah, maybe on a Saturday, but I've talked to the owner. She's super nice, and I'm like seeing if there's any way she could keep it open. Or but she she doesn't want she doesn't she's care. Like, I don't care. Who the they got famous are. from being on TV, and she's just like I. Like you have a bike race, that's fine. I've been on TV. <laughs> I've been on TV, yeah. So that's that's the Sam Houston restaurant tour starts and ends at Bullet. It actually starts at um, Big Woods Hunter Camp, that is not on. Well, not route or, or. I can't remember if it's on the Death Loop or not. I think it's just yeah, it's just off the Death Loop a little way. So you start kind of like off of it and then. You would come, come on it. Um, I I like the death loop. I would be. I'm glad that I was hesitant to go for it at night, just because I was out of water by the time I got to the cold spring. Sixty-seven miles or forty is like 
Um, oh, I got more. I'll grab one. Oh no, it's it's still like like halfway full. Yeah, sixty-seven miles. For some reason, I didn't quite realize that it was all the extra at the end. I, for some reason, was thinking it was sort of yeah mixed in, and I was like, oh, "Wait!" It just made the death loop worse. I mean, the stuff you added was nice. There's some real nice paved stuff that was kind of just in the middle of the woods. Yeah, was, I don't know. It's nice. Yeah, it's a nice area. It's nice to be. I was ready to be out of like towns and stuff. I was yeah. kind of getting over the traffic and like riding shoulders. Yes. The worst, I think the worst part of the entire route is coming out of Trinity. Coming out of Trinity? Yeah. Which one's Trinity again? Trinity is like at mile three. Yeah, it's mile 296 on the route. Damn, so there's that, you know that bridge, that white bridge? Yeah. The Memorial Bridge? Yeah. So that's right outside of Trinity. Okay. So after that Memorial Bridge, you take up. a left mm-hmm. onto that. It's like 908, County Road 908 or FM 908, something like that. Oh and it's just... Those some, whoopties? The yeah. Whoopties sop all your energy. Whew. And it's a 70-mile-an-hour road with no shoulder. It's five miles on that thing. I'm trying to remember that. That's the worst part of the entire route. Well, you would have finished... What time did you finish... Yesterday, I got to the bullet at like. Was it yeah, not the death loop. What time did you finish the yeah. section before the death loop? I think like seven thirty. Like yeah, seven thirty. It was dark. Yeah. So you might have, yeah, you, you might have did it at night time. Then may not remember it quite as well. Yeah, it was interesting. Rolling up on all the town, or just doing everything in reverse. So it was like reverse <laughs> things, but like. <laughs> I think what I'm going to do next year is let people pick whatever way they want to go, like the high country, you know? Because I think. Like, see people too, like, you cross paths with people. Yeah, I think it'd be fun. Because I think it depends on, like, how fast you're going and what your goals are, depending on. Depends on which way you should go and. Yeah, like, one direction could be better for if you're trying to just do it all in one push or. Yeah. I don't know, I'm kind of torn because. I liked it this direction. The, the only thing I didn't like was if you're trying to push like 200 or more in one day, it's just tough going this way because you don't have the sleep options. Or you feel, or I felt like I couldn't just pull off at any time and go to sleep because you're just private property. Yeah. Yeah, there's basically nothing. There's just that. Um, there's churches, but. That. ATV spot, whatever that's yeah. called. I did really like the new way out of Jacksonville, though. That's so much better. God, yeah. Like, not even comparable. Yeah, <laughs> it's so much better. And then before I knew it, I was at the ATV park, and I was like, oh shit. Like, I <laughs> thought I was going to have to get on that at some point, because you'd mentioned how there was some part of the highway climb still, but I didn't even feel like I got on it at all. Yeah. Maybe I did for just like a sec. I don't know. I think it got completely cut out, but I couldn't remember. 
Yeah, so that's like, I think you took out the most. By doing that and doing the bridge on the front end, you took out like two of the worst, like danger zones, I feel like. Especially because yeah. if you're going to do a neutral rollout or just like the big group powering numbers across the bridge. Yeah, I was really happy about that reroute uh, with, in yeah, Jacksonville. That made a big difference, I feel like. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely like the daytime, definitely, just because it felt like it brand new, like nothing, it like vaguely was familiar, but I did it at like 1 a.m. or something last year, so. Well, it's, cha it's changed quite a bit, too. I mean, some of the roads are the same, but not much. I remember some of it. It's like in the Snowville. same. Yeah, Snowville. Yeah. We came down that. Because I got chased by a dog on Snow Hill, like, right at the very end. Just, like, <laughs> so over it. I had a dog you... follow me for, like, maybe three miles. It was like, he was chasing me for a while, and I kind of stopped paying attention. And then I looked back, and he's still chasing me. <laughs> I look back and he's still fucking there. I'm like, dude, like, he's not, he's just having a good time. You know, he's not trying to bite me, but. Yeah. He followed me forever. I've had that happen before with, uh. I've had them where I try to, like, take them back home because they get so far from home. I'm yeah, like, worried about them. <laughs> oh, excuse me. Did you end up getting to Bertha's in time for them to be open? <sighs> Bertha's. I don't it's think like so. The, last it's like as you're coming out of Davy Crockett before you get to Jacksonville it's that like country store with the super old country store or babes or something anyways I was there they closed at 8 so I don't know if you were there by then or not but I was outside like pouring bottles of water into like my all my shit and this guy pulls up and starts like talking to me out the window of his car. Oh, that's in Milady. Maybe. Yeah, or Maydale or something it's like kinda, that. It's like an old ass store. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I didn't make it there. I, I didn't make it in time. <laughs> I didn't think I, I didn't know what time they were open till, but apparently they were open till eight. But this guy starts chatting with me, asking me about what I'm doing and all that, and then. Like, I'm not looking, and he, like, pops out of his car and, like, comes up to me, and he's, like, just, like, looks at me and goes, young man, if you died today, would you go to heaven? Whoa. And I was, like, what? I was, like, uh, I was, like, I don't know, dude. And then he, like, pulls his pamphlet out and starts reading it. Oh, no. And he, like, asks me my name, and then he starts inserting my name into, like, he has this pamphlet he's reading, and then it has, like, insert name here. And he's, like, reading all this stuff. And it's, like, a pretty long pamphlet. And then he turns it over. And he's got more to read. <laughs> and then he gets to a part where he's, like, and now if you're ready to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord, repeat this with me. And he starts talking. And then he's, like, waiting for me to start reading with him. And I was, like, I'm, like, I'm good on this right now, dude. <laughs> and he, he had, I don't know if he was an Uber driver what was going on some other guy was in the store and he, the other dude came out and he was like hey he was like come on dude leave that guy alone <laughs> whoa so it was weird he was aggressive about it 
That is super weird. It was weird because he just like popped out of the car and then he, it was like he was like practice. I don't know. It was like, are you practicing giving the spiel <laughs> or something? He felt, he felt the he felt Lord, cold. the Lord called him to save you. Like, put me in a, it was, I had eaten a weed cookie too and was like, <laughs> I'm having a weird place and it was just like, it's like, this is putting like a weird omen over like <laughs> all of this. Yeah, I was, uh, that last, the last three hours was so hard for me. I was, I was just like crying intermittently for no reason. Like literally I wasn't sad or anything. Like I didn't even know, like there was just like tears. I was just like, what are you doing? I found too, just like, especially if I, because I would go back and forth between just riding without any kind of like music or headphones and then riding with I was trying to kind of save it for like nighttime. yeah but without like any distractions like stuff for sure bubbles up like a lot easier and then all of a sudden you're just like thinking about whatever and getting all emotional and <laughs> yeah I I uh I rode in silence a lot a lot I found that I was it was better or like I don't know you can't it, it, you're on the bike for so long that like even like a two hour podcast is like only a dent in yeah. and then I just find that I'm fucking with my shit too much and like I don't know just I don't know if I could like just try to breathe focus on my breathing and then if anything popped up in my mind just like try to address it and then go back to breathing seemed to work until it didn't <laughs> figure it out from there I think it I mean although you did make me look even slower I don't I mean thanks a lot <laughs> buddy it's a good thing I preach pro slow yeah I was just the whole time just thinking too is like I, nobody hopefully if, if anybody's watching this they're not thinking that either of us are like racers or like I don't know. Um, don't expect anything like wild out of us. But. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It, it's so weird to like. Yeah, people like fall. I I I just didn't care. I'm recording a podcast the whole time I was recording shit. You know, mm -hmm. so I can say whatever the fuck I want. You yeah. know. And honestly, it's like I'll tell them what to think. Yeah, exactly. I'll guide their thoughts. <laughs> uh, and then like, Ben will edit it to make me sound good. Yeah. Yeah, this one's very uh, heavily slanted because we're both <laughs> here. <laughs> but I just figured it's like, I don't know. I'm not ever at a pointy end of anything. So it's like, I start initially, I was like, well, fuck if I, because I lost my wallet. And I was like, <laughs> well, if she brings me my wallet, then like, then I'm, I don't know, it's not a time trial. I was, and I was just like, this doesn't fucking matter at all. <laughs> I always called mine an independent time, an independent time, what did I call it? An individual time tour. Time tour. That's, oh, that's what I called mine. <laughs> I, I mean, from the very beginning, I was never, it's not about speed, It's but it is an, an independent okay. effort okay. Uh, of, of, okay. of a race route, for mm -hmm. sure. But I have... I don't know. In my mind, I kind of wanted to finish it in two days, but just because I did last time. But there is also like 
it doesn't matter and no one's here and like <laughs> the inspiration to like go out on the death loop by myself like just was not yeah I mean I went to bed last night thinking I might just also not ride the death loop so. yeah yeah I don't think I'll regret it I'm pretty happy with what I did nothing, coming off yeah, of a concussion to yeah, yeah I the bike there bike did great every dude awesome. I, I mean I kind of impressed myself I I was slow, but I felt felt good. I'm, you know, I mean, I'm under train for sure. Pushing 150 on day one's like no small feat, you know. <laughs> like, no, it's a lot of miles. Yeah, and that first to Jacksonville is also like a pretty stout 150. Yeah, it is, especially our day one with the wind and everything. And there were yeah. a few times where it was. It was help. I couldn't tell. I was like, I think it was a, po- a net gain, but there was also a lot of times where it was just like. Do you think it was a net gain? I, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe. I felt. I, I felt like it was. It, I I said on the podcast. I felt like it was fifty fifty. Yeah. I mean, it was. It was it pretty wasn't close though. Us the whole way for. Oh no. Not, there were times when it was where it was really nice. I think the whole time it was either kind of into us or, or from the side oh, yeah, a side. lot a lot from the left side coming into us so. it was nice being in the forest <clears> yeah because it was cutting all the wind oh my gosh to, like yeah. exposed stuff where you really felt it or on the pavement so what y'all's plan are you headed to dallas tomorrow yeah, yeah. in the morning and hang out with the mom and she's got a hot tub and they have oh, a hot shit. tub here, but it doesn't fucking work. It's not, it's well, it's like warm, but it's not hot. This it's is like, like one the, of the ones that bu- it's built in, in ground yeah. beside the pool, so it doesn't have the cover and anything. Oh, yeah, sure. We're in like the budget side of the ground. They have yeah, hot water yeah. doesn't work there either. And I called them and it's like, hey, the hot, and they're like, yeah, like, yeah. we're getting the propane's out and we're going to try to get it filled. And then I, that was like when we first got here, and then I realized that this is like the, everybody lives yeah yeah that works here it seems like (laughs) they don't care about you no but the ones over there are hot as fuck so if you do want to take a shower or anything go for it i do but i'm gonna i only i have an hour and a half driving is so weird i don't like it (laughs) but i kind of like it better than riding a bike right now but it's still weird i'm like how does this thing work Trying to spin your legs. Oh there. man, it's so freaky. But yeah, an hour and a half, and yeah, then I can yeah. take a you'll shower be, and you'll be just like in be in my home. home. Yeah. So so excited. I ran into a chick that was like touring, like full front and rear paneers and front rack, and like hmm. she was headed to Florida <laughs> from wow. California. Oh, Southern wow. Tier. Does that go through? Yeah. Okay. She was fucking out of it. I started at the gas station because I pulled up and, and cold spring or whatever. I was like, hey. And she was just like, oh, hi. <laughs> I was like, what's up? <laughs> I don't know. You're on a bike. I'm on a bike. I was just saying hi. That's all we could talk. <laughs> That's so funny. Dude, I, I posted, I don't know if you saw this on my Instagram, but there was three guys I didn't uh, see that. Dude, like the hillbilly boys? Oh my gosh, dude. It Where was, was so at? funny. That looked it like was, maybe outside of Elkhart? Uh, yeah, coming out of... Or the pavement was, going into Elkhart? Yes, it was the pavement going into Elkhart um, after, like, Jacksonville and yeah. 
that little whoopty area. Oh my gosh. Oh yeah, they're they're tough. The northern loop has a, a lot of climbing. Yeah, those downhills are fun though. It's like it's ripping. Yeah, it's, it's pretty wild. I was doing it at night and I was like trying to save battery on the light, but then I was having to crank it full because you're going so fast and there's like oh yeah. Yeah, I had the first, um, when I did the 500 mile, that section was on that, the route, and I did it at night. It was, it was crazy, man. Pucker factor for sure. Yeah, you're flying down, and you want to carry the speed because exactly. Exactly. Yeah, you're going right back up. Did the, where did the 500 go? Is it pretty similar to like, where did it start? It starts in Bryan College Station. It starts in my hometown. Okay, so you ride all the way out here from there. Yeah. Yeah, it, some of the same roads, some of them not. Um, I mean, you got a good setup going how it is, though, with the branding and Point Blank Texas, the showdown. <laughs> There's a lot, like... That's the thing that I love about this route is, I mean, it, other than, like, when you're around this mm-hmm. area of, like, on Alaska and Trinity and whatnot... You get out there, man. You're just fucking out there. There's... Yeah, the stretch through the first the first national forest stretch is like you're out. Like I didn't really see much of anybody out there yeah. either. And like maybe that's because it was a Friday during the day, but I saw a lot of people in Sam Houston. But it's a beautiful day, and yeah. Yeah. I feel like it's crazy out here because it's like. The roads are straight and they're two lane roads, but the speed limit's like 60 miles an hour. It's like not a lot of places in the country are like that, where it's just like everywhere you go, like you're booking it. Everyone's flying. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that one that I was saying is the worst road on the whole route coming out of Trinity is 70 miles an hour. And there's no shoulder, Easy. just a narrow country road and 70 miles an hour. Yeah, it's like, Jesus wild. Christ. Yeah. Do you have any uh, favorite favorite section? Oh, favorite section. I guess obviously the national forest stuff's probably for me the favorite. The death march. I had like a euphoric start to the day. I was like, oh, I feel good today. Yeah, I felt like that this morning. I started off the morning. I felt, I was like, "There's no way I'm gonna get to the bullet." I don't, I, do, I don't know what you I'm gonna do. Can't think about it. Like that's the thing. It's like you can't think that far ahead. I, or you start doing the math in your head. You're like, I'm averaging <laughs> this, and then, or you're like, I want to get here by this time, and you do the math of what that actually looks like, and you're like, that's not gonna happen. <laughs> and then by like eleven o'clock this morning, I was like. You know what? Maybe I'll just do the death loop too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then I was like, just fucking ride and yeah, figure it out. Figure it out when you get get there. Yeah, or get close or something. I just kept trying to get myself to stop thinking about the big picture and think about just the next stop. Yeah. Because who knows how you're gonna feel at it. The reality is, is that. Um, there's so much time. There's so All much you time. have is your thoughts that you're going to think about every single scenario yeah. multiple times. For sure. At least it's I a do. lot of time. Yeah. A lot. 
<laughs> a lot. A whole lot. Yeah, that's not normal. I just realized for sure that I can't really play the sleep deprivation game for more than like one night, and then it's over if I don't like succeed. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have it in me, man. I don't have that, like, fire to, to like... race something like this, too? Yeah. Like, like Kuyan? Yes. I mean, I, I know his just average speed is obviously so much faster, but it's like... I don't know. Uh, or anything about, like, the divide or something, like, racing that? Like, that's so fucked up. But people finish it in two weeks. Yeah, like, isn't it like 14 yeah. days yeah so miles I agree it's, it's so fucked up I don't get it like it, I don't know how yeah I don't even I don't understand how I it's, <laughs> like how you just logistically can do that with like what you can carry on your body like I, mean, it I, I guess sense. you're stopping them getting shit but I think like 70 miles is about as far as I can get with what I had on my bike, like supply wise, oh, I was yeah. pushing it before I needed more stuff. Yeah, I had about seventy miles too. That was about my. Did you my, bring a battery cache? Yeah, two of them. They oh, did. Yeah. You just drained them. Uh, yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So then did you not have the wall work to like recharge the cache? Or so what here, the, like, yeah, what happened was. Yeah, the little bl- brick, the yeah. little thing. Mm-hmm. So it turns out I had it the whole time. You did? Yeah. <laughs> last night, or not last night, the night before, when I took everything out of my bag, it, it was in my top two cash ba- bag the whole time, and, like, I didn't oh, see it till the next day. Um, it was so you funny. You that detail out. Huh? You can leave that detail out on the podcast. Uh, I said it. I don't care. It's worth it. Because, like, is it... Okay. Because on one one hand, I'm happy that I brought it. I wasn't the dumbass that forgot right, the it thing that I needed. Prepared. I'm the dumbass that had it but didn't know I had I it. So which it. is the worst dumbass? Uh, I don't probably know. Probably me. The one that had it and then lost it. <laughs> <laughs> Showed up twice. At the wrong... Yeah. The lady at Ratcliffe apparently told on me. Uh, Ratcliffe. Who told you I lost my wallet the first time? Oh, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. The she lady was like, you're lucky. And I was like, you're right, I am. And then I lost it again later. Yeah, you were only lucky once. Yeah. yeah. I'm hoping that maybe it's, like, in, it's in there somewhere. It's yeah. not actually lost. You're just uh, going to find it like you. We'll see. It's po- hey. Unpack everything. The only place that can. Out, you know? Anything is possible. Yeah. I'm just thinking, like, the last time I used it was in Jacksonville, and then I had, like, a time between there and when I checked the next morning in Salmon Lake where I was like in the middle of the night just like stopping on random roads and like pulling things out of my pocket and not probably paying attention to the problem with the wallet thing is like before you left you bought this neon green like wa- ride wallet thing from dude in St. Louis and he was like I'm gonna get this because then I won't lose my wallet ever. <laughs> like, it's going to be in here. Like, like I'll always know where it is. Because he's, he is a repeat offender <laughs> of losing the wallet. And I also don't know why, like, a year ago, years ago, 
you don't have just like put a tile or yeah. an Apple AirTag like in your wallet because it, maybe, maybe after this. Well, the other maybe thing after. too is like a a probably stashing like in a separate place from my wallet like. 40 bucks and then like yeah. another credit card that's separate from it. <laughs> right. like a safety. Did he tell you that like last year for his work does the their retreat every year? So last year they were going to Barcelona. Yeah. And he landed and I just get like a text message just like 2 a.m. by the time he's like I just got off, off the plane and I don't have I like wallet. landed in Spain and then didn't have a wallet. As soon as I got into Spain, like, I was like, oh, fuck. What, I, was, I was like, do you have your passport? He's like, yeah, I have my passport. I just don't have my wallet. So, but he got it back that time, so. I did get it back. So we'll see. I might get it back again. I might get it back again. You're funny, Dad. I don't know, man. I need the chain wallet or something on my bike. <laughs> That's what you need. Like, attached to my bike packing rig. Like, it's hooked up to my, I don't know, saddlebag or something. Mm-hmm. I totally shed all my sleeping gear for the Death March gym. <sighs> Which, has that been brought up by anybody? It's like an obvious thing that I feel like nobody talks about that it's available to everybody. Like, yeah. shed weight. Yeah, that's totally within... It's on route. Yeah, you can totally do that. Because it's nice because I've topped off, like, snacks, too. and Yeah. Or just, like, I mean, I guess last year I did the same because we were camped there. I had, like, a change of clothes, put fresh clothes on. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's one of the fun things about the death loop is that you can use it in that manner. Yeah. I mean, if you have to ride past your car and everything and keep going, yeah. the least you can do is take advantage of some of the benefits yeah, at least of that. Have, like some yeah. supplies in there. Some yeah, food. yeah. Why not? So yeah, it's it's fair. It's yeah. it's neutral. It's on route. Not that I was a clean run, anyways. Yeah, but not that I care either. So. <sighs> All right, I'm gonna get home. All right, man. Oh. Hey, let me get you your homework. Oh. You don't want them? I mean, he does want them. You take them. Are you sure? Yeah. Those are yours. I was pretty sold on it by the end of that ride. Nombras? Yeah. Yeah, they're pretty cool. They feel super stable. Like, I don't lose them because they just hang around your neck. That's where James calls They need Ombra's wallet is what they need. (laughs) Yeah, I don't want to use All right, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to the episode so far. I am going to tie a bow on this one because that last day I recorded a a segment um, and I intended to record another one before I actually finished, but I just didn't have it in me. Um, I really, uh, towards the end, it was taking everything I had mentally and physically to just keep my head in the game and ride my damn bike and literally just get to the finish line. That Sunday morning when I woke up, I was like, there is no way I'm going to make it uh, to the bullet. I just kind of had some doubt there at the beginning of the day. But as the day went on, I was able to start to wrap my head around it. Um, But it took a lot of effort. Um, And so I didn't record there uh, towards the end. Um, And so anyway, 
Thought I'd just uh, share some thoughts, some reflections uh, on the end of it. Um, you know, this whole thing was really spurred on by Hannah Simon when in 2022, during the pre-race meeting of the East Texas Showdown, we opened it up to questions. And her question was, have you ever ridden the entire route? And I had to say no. And I was like, ooh, that kind of stings. I don't like that. Uh, and I always always intended to ride the whole route. I've Anyway, I've ridden a lot of it and very familiar with the area, but I never ridden this route in this order um, ever. And so that was really the impetus for this whole thing and really was probably my largest under underlying goal with doing this ITT. Um, I really wanted to ride the whole route. I wanted to see it. I wanted to experience it. I wanted to be, be able to relate better to other people that were, that had either done it before or were coming to do it. Uh, so I could advise them better on what to expect. And so for me, whenever it came down to the very last day and, I was heading into the bullet grill, which for me was at mile 340 on the map on the route. I didn't have any desire to keep, to keep going, um, to keep pushing. I was finishing at night. I would have had to ridden 65 miles all through the night. And I just didn't have anything really left in the tank emotionally, physically, or like desire wise. Uh, so, um, to be honest, it was a pretty easy decision. I didn't, uh, I didn't toil over it too much. I, I certainly had lots of time to think about it and I did think about it. And I thought to myself while I was doing it, that, uh, future me wouldn't be disappointed and, uh, and I'm not. So really the, one of the other, uh, factors in my decision is that the death loop is very, very similar to the Sam Houston restaurant tour, which is a route that I put out many years ago that's on bikepacking.com that many people are familiar with. And I've personally ridden that route so, so many times. And I just couldn't muster the enthusiasm to go essentially ride that route one more time after I'd already done 340 miles. But it actually turned out uh, really good for me because I've been, ever since the Scarlet and Flint episode, if you'll remember, that's the one where Scarlet and Flint uh, rode the Tour Divide together as father and daughter. And at the time, Scarlet was only 13 years old. Um, I have a 13-year-old daughter, so my daughter listened to that episode and we started to uh, think big, and that inspired us to um, try to make some plans uh, for this summer and maybe a little bike tour of our own. And uh, right now we have the idea of doing the Katy Trail in Missouri um, this summer sometime, which is 240 miles. It's uh, rails to trail uh, there across the state of Missouri, uh, not too far from home, and I think a good uh, a good a good entryway into bike packing, bike travel, uh, bike touring, uh, for me and a 13 year old. And so when I got back home, <clears throat> having not completed the death loop, I had a uh, spring break coming up with the girls. And so, I mean, it was kind of a crazy week because spring break was the week that we were doing the East Texas showdown that weekend. But I had, 
Lila on Monday and Tuesday, and I said, "Fuck it, let's go, uh, let's go ride the Death Loop together." And so um, she was down. She was excited to give it a try. This would be her longest bikepacking trip to date. And so very quickly, I threw a bunch of gear onto the tandem. I I hadn't unpacked from my ITT. I was kind of just transferring stuff from one bike over to the tandem, threw that all together rather quickly. And then before you know it, I was right back out to the Bullet Grill to finish the showdown route, which is the death loop uh, with my 13-year-old daughter. And uh, we did. That's what we did. It went awesome. Uh, we both, my, my butt was way more sore. My knees hurt a lot more than I was expecting. Cause it had been about, I guess, six days since I had finished my ITT. And I really thought that I was recovered. I, I, yeah, I thought I was going to be feeling very fit and very strong. Uh, but it really surprised me how, uh, how sore my ass was, but I couldn't complain because, uh, I had to keep things positive with Lila there and, uh, and we did. We kept it positive. She had a little bit of pain too, uh, but you know we had a good attitude about it. Um, she said that her butt got up to a six out of ten, which seems reasonable. And you know we talked out through how some level of pain is acceptable, and we're you know anytime you exercise and you're stretching your muscles or pushing your muscles in your body and your abilities you know, there is going to be pain and discomfort associated with that, but trying to make a distinction between, you know, what is a tolerable level of pain and, you know, where it crosses over the threshold into ungodly, unbearable, oh my gosh, I'm not having fun. And uh, that was an important theme and something that I really wanted to instill in her before we went on this ride is that even though I had, uh, you know, I, I was going out there with a personal goal to, to complete the showdown route. Um, I also really didn't care if we needed to call it short, um, for any reason. I told her, I'm like, the priority here is fun. You know, we are doing this to have fun. Uh, we're doing this as a way to gauge where you're at, we're gauging our equipment. You know, we're starting the process of trying to get to our goal and, you know, what we're doing right now is not the goal. It is part of the process and things could go wrong and uh, we're learning and that's what we're doing right now. And so I felt, I don't know, I felt like that was an important conversation to have with her. I felt like it re went really well. I feel like that helped take the pressure off of her. So she knew that um, we're just having fun. We're learning. Uh, we have goals. This is what we're going to try to do. Um, but if it doesn't work out, that is okay. And we're going to learn from that. We're going to grow from that. We're going to change some things and we're going to get better. Um, and so maybe just a thought for other parents out there taking your kids to do stuff like this is set those or similar type expectations. But the long story short is that we had a great trip. Uh, she's been exposed to the outdoors quite a bit since I'm her dad uh, through the years. And uh, it went great. She loves the outdoors. We slept in individual hammocks. Uh, she's, she's just great. She's, uh, she's a great person to have around camp. She doesn't get scared of, you know, weird sounds or uh, creepy crawly bugs or anything. I mean, she doesn't love them, but, you know, she just kind of goes with the flow. Uh, she's very relaxed and, uh, and calm in the outdoors. And it was pretty cool. She's actually getting into photography. And so um, while the sun was coming down and we were in that golden hour, 
I essentially gave her like a photography lesson. I'm no master photographer, but I know, I know the basics. I know some of the fundamentals. And so we started to practice with those and give her a chance to like explore her own creative vision and her own storytelling. And, and that was fun. She enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. And it was just a kind of a cool thing to do her and I without, you know, any distractions. Um, it was a really nice moment. And, uh, from a father's perspective, it was very edifying. It was, um, it, it was it was actually one of the first times that I ever started to kind of get sad about the fact that in five years she's going to be, you know, probably moving off and having her own life. And, you know, I really tried to like soak up uh, that weekend, um, soak up the fact that, you know, she's excited to ride with dad, that she's having fun, that you know, during the ride, she's excited to tell me things about what's going on and tell me about her friends and all these things, you know, and I started to think like, she's not going to do that forever. Um, you know, these are special moments and it was a really uh, great time and I'm really glad I did it. It did put a little bit of strain on my week leading up to the East Texas showdown, but definitely worth it. So I can now say that with my daughter's help, I've ridden the entire 400 miles. I feel great about it. Um, it was a great, great experience. It's something that I needed that I didn't even know that I needed. Um, if you've been listening to the podcast for a while, you probably know that I kind of fell out of love with the racing aspect of it from a personal standpoint. I love to follow it. I'm very impressed by the abilities of the human body, the people that can push themselves to extreme limits over, you know, days and weeks. Like it's just mind blowing to me. Um, but it's not something that it's not the, I don't have that same like drive uh, to do that. It's something that I've kind of let go and has essentially been missing from my style of riding for probably about five years now. And, um, you know, this was really good for me because one thing that it, it did give me was a, the reminder and the perspective of how hard ultra endurance racing or ultra endurance bike packing is. Um, Certainly, you know it, but like just how type two fun after a while, all the the aches and the pains and the bad parts just kind of fade away. And somehow you only remember the good parts. And uh, and and so this was a good reminder because I've ridden, you know, further than this before. But I had forgotten how freaking hard it is. Um, and I think that's a really great perspective for me as somebody who you know, talks to people in this space for a living, it was a really good reminder. And it was a, it was a humbling experience to have that perspective and to be reminded of how tough it is, how it drains on your body, your psyche, um, on your soul, on your body, your hands, your feet, your neck, your back, your knees, your everything you know, and, and how it's is to be like away from your family and your friends and your couch and your shower and, you know, driving through Taco Bell or whatever it is. Like it just really, it's a, it's a, it's a tough endeavor. It is an endurance endeavor and it is not easy. And so, um, yeah, I think it, it just gave me a renewed sense of, appreciation for 
for ultra endurance bikepacking and, 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 you know, these people that can just push their body and minds to places where I can barely imagine. Maybe I get a little peek of it whenever I do something like this. And I hope that is a valuable lesson that I continue to take with me. And, um, you know, I'm not done this year. I've, I've made a commitment to do, uh, the Arizona trail race this October. So, uh, I'll have another chance. That's kind of like my other bigger goal for this year that I'm working towards is, you know, regaining some fitness, some, you know, mental toughness, some endurance, and that's what I'm building up to. And I think this was a really good, uh, stepping stone at the beginning of the year for, uh, for bigger things to come this year. So, um, let's see what other notes, uh, one other funny note about this episode, you heard there at the end, uh, Ben and I, we were chatting after we both had finished, uh, he had been done for a little while after I finished, I went over and, and we, uh, chatted for a little bit. Uh, we had talked about how he was lucky the first time losing his wallet and somebody turned it back in. Well, you won't believe this, but the day of the East Texas showdown, I got a text from Ben who said that somebody found his wallet and was mailing it to him like a week at no, like 10 days after he lost it, which is incredible. And so I actually talked to him yesterday about it. And, uh, this, this lady, some, somewhere out in East Texas, uh, I, we don't know the exact story, but somehow she found his wallet laying on the side of the road, all the money, everything was still in there and she mailed it back to him. And so Ben was in fact lucky twice. He lost his wallet twice in East Texas and both times it was delivered to him, which I hope says something about people, humanity, and maybe even a little bit about East Texas. Um, I have to say that was another great takeaway, something that I, I, I'm not ignorant to, I'm aware of, but it's a great reminder how wonderful the people are when you see them on route. <clears throat> That's something that really stood out to me. I felt like, like almost all the cars were courteous. I didn't have any encounters along the route with people or anything that was in any way negative. Like everybody's just so friendly. They're curious, they're excited, they're interested. They're, they're just like kind of laid back and I think that they have like a more laid back, like one thing you got to know about East Texas is it's just out there. There's just not a, it's not a high density population area. And I just I think it makes people more relaxed, I guess. I liked it. Well, this has been a long episode, so I think I will wrap it up. I, I enjoyed this style of episode. I, again, I, I think this one was a little bit better than the last one but I would like to keep kind of honing uh, this style of podcast, this episode. Um, I do think I can make them better, certainly improve the audio quality and, and kind of the, the storyline, the storytelling, the through line of, of the uh, podcast. But I hope you've enjoyed it. Uh, this, these are kind of fun and hopefully a great way to kind of help people that are getting into bikepacking understand maybe the, the process that someone who's a pretty regular guy uh, would go through and goes through on an event like this or an endeavor like this. Um, so one last thing I'll leave you with is, uh, you notice we didn't have any ads this week, but I will sneak one in here just super quick. 
Because at the end of, uh, well, let me back up. At the beginning, we were in uh, the parking lot at the Bullet, and Ben realized he forgot his uh, sunglasses. So before the clock started, this is not support. I had an extra pair of ombras that was hanging from my rearview mirror, and I was like, here, you can, you know, you can take these. You can have these. He really liked them. You heard what he had to say. And I actually just wound up giving him those ombras. Um, and those are now his. But I thought that was a great testimony. Obviously, he wasn't paid. Uh, he just happened to lose or misplace his glasses. I had some sunglasses there for him. So he rode them on a bikepacking event. I used mine uh, during this event. And I really, from a bikepacking and a simplicity standpoint, Yes, they're comfortable because it's not smashing with your helmet, which is cool. Um, but I like being able to just hang around my neck. I don't want to have to like have a dedicated place in my bag and, you know, j jam them in there, maybe have them get scratched, try to find them later, put them back on and, and play that whole like charades of taking in, a, in things in and out. Uh, there's enough of that going on. And so like the more you can simplify and streamline your process, uh, for me, the better. And Ombras are a legitimately simplified piece of gear that I, I like. And so if you want to try them out for yourself, uh, we do have a pretty sweet deal over at Ombras. If you use the code BOD20 at checkout, they will give you $20 off any pair of sunglasses and they'll send $20 to Bikes or Death as a thank you. So it's a pretty sweet deal. So to check it out, go to ombras.com. That's O-M-B-R-A-Z.com. And when you check out, don't forget to use the code BOD20 and let me know what you think about them. I hope you like them. All right. Well, that is it for this week. It's been a long one. We haven't done a long one in a while. I hope nobody is too sick of hearing my voice. I know I'm sick of editing my voice. Let me wrap this one up and get it out to all you beautiful people. But until next week, you know what to do. Go ride your damn bike.